0: hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizards, P-O-D.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Parides, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con five-packs and 25 count bundles starting right now using code lizard n6 that's coupon code lizard n6
1: well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US the website is fabrica005.com that's fabrica005.com that's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Kano is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to Exactly. From it. Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that
2: Yeah. Panel? yeah. <laughs> I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. Right? <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. <laughs> You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't. Correct. From
2: the retro hill. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in
3: bed. <laughs> <laughs> be
0: par- <laughs> become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami. So there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome.
4: Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know.
0: <laughs> Again, use code LIZARDN6. All one word, no space for 10% off. Cononazo. Five packs and 25 count bundles starting right now at fabrica005.com. That's fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 US. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 97th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World Cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We revisit a Fuente blended cigar tonight, Puba and Rooster argue over chocolate, and Senator details his latest flight experience gone wrong, all among a variety of other things for the next two hours. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair the Senator Barrel Proof Straight Rye Whiskey with the Ashton VSG Torpedo. The Torpedo tonight from Ashton. It's called the VSG, the Virgin Sun Grown. It's the second VSG we've done on the pod. It's a beautiful Torpedo, 55 ring gauge by six and a half inches long. This thing is significant, boys. It's a beautiful cigar. So we did the uh, Illusion... Was the other VSG that we did that really went very well, and we yeah, all I think went out and bought boxes. Right? Yeah, what we rated like a nine plus. It
5: was an eight. I think it was, it was mid eights. eights. Yeah, oh,
6: yeah.
0: I'll
5: look a a oh, I
6: think it was a little closer to a nine. point eight, 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 eight. eight. That's what I'm thinking. Eight eight exactly. Yeah. An eight eight. Yeah, I told you on episode I mean, fifty one. We all went bought and bought boxes. I I, I think that we did. There, I have high hopes for this. I feel like I've I smoked this years ago and had a pretty good experience, but let's see. Mm-hmm. In the larger ring gauge if this thing, you know,
0: kind of holds up. It's kind of the opposite to your point. It's kind of the opposite of the illusion. The illusion's like a you know, uh uh Lonsdale. Lonsdale yeah 42, 44 ring gauge, this 55. You'll see how the blend yeah. does in this ring
6: gauge. Say what you want about Ashton or what but this is an established blend and it's been around uh for a long time. It was a collaboration mm-hmm. between uh between robert levin and uh arturo fuente that goes back almost 30 years yeah this, 1999 this blend um yeah 24 years so it's been on the market and people love it and people love it so i think that's a merit you know isn't yeah.
5: uh robert levin the owner of holtz i don't know i think, we
0: I think so he, I he may
5: be. Yeah, he owns Holtz
2: that. owned a part of this marca. Is that true? Maybe well, Robert oh, Levin.
6: I think Robert Levin may. Yeah. the Levin family may own. Right, I Holtz remember hearing that somewhere along the line. Yeah, right. or, or be in partnership with them. Right, but that notwithstanding, and I,
0: let's see. Yeah, yeah. Let's cut this thing, boys. See, what we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper, Rooster. I'm going to borrow your cutter if you don't mind. Hmm. Hmm. All right, good. My cutter has a cap. Good on, cold draw. Not good for a torpedo. Mm-hmm.
6: Fruity.
3: Mm.
2: Very nice. It's kind That's of that really same nice.
6: cold draw that you would get on a on the illusion. On the illusion. This
2: is going to be a nice cigar.
6: Mm. Let's see.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: All right, boys. Let's light this thing. The Ashton
0: VSG Torpedo. Again, it's a fifty-five ring gauge cigar by six and a half inches long. What I like about this is, for the size, it it doesn't have a ton of weight to it. No, you know, it feels good in the hand, but it's not it over packed.
2: Yeah, and the draw is wide open, so it doesn't it doesn't seem
0: dense. Yeah, I smoke a lot of those illusions, man.
6: Oh, yeah. it, well, it's a premium cigar. the 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 construction on it is is pretty nice, and the wrapper's a little bit between. Like, you know, toothy and sophisticated. It's kind of... <laughs> whatever Pagoda. Sorry, whatever Pagoda that. Is taking off. <laughs>
0: Pagoda's heading to Mars tonight.
2: I think... You, did you get a welding certificate? Because you may need a license for that, that thing. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's a tiny little thing. I, I could hire know. you, you know. I <laughs> could weld steel on a job site, no problem. Oh, I'd love to do that. With that thing. Jeez.
6: <laughs> Go home, drink a 12-pack of Bud. <laughs> Weld some steel <laughs> fucking watch the Mets
0: the Met. <laughs> plummet
1: <laughs> What are the Mets?
0: This is really nice on the light it's it's got a very interesting I would say mild to medium blend to it uh, you and know, the flavors really I I would argue complex I think there's a lot going on there
2: there's a touch of citrus there on the finish for me uh, coffee on up front for me
0: Definitely getting that espresso.
4: Yeah, this is really nice. I have to say, I'm glad we're doing this in a larger ring gauge just because the illusion that we all bought. I've liked that cigar, but I have experienced some of them either with a bit too tight of a draw, and some of them sometimes pack a punch in strength unexpectedly where I feel like this in a larger ring gauge, the draw already is is perfect. Wide open. It's great. It's great. And um, the, the flavor profile right off the light is not as aggressive as sometimes when I light a, the Illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, this feels really good in the hand. It's very smooth. Yeah, it's very elegant. Yeah. I think this would slot in at multiple points during the day. Sure.
2: Yeah, It's,
1: it's got the, uh, yeah, it does feel very light. You know, I remember like when we were discussing the aging room, I think, that also felt like light, hmm. you know. There, were, there are these cigars which seem um, that they'd be more heavier, or stronger, but they just feel light.
6: But I there's think. like a richness in the background to it, similar to the to, similar to the Lonsdale mm-hmm. or the uh, yeah, uh, it's a Lonsdale, it, it's a Lonsdale, the, the Lonsdale. There's a little bit of that richness that you get, a little chocolatey, a it's little. Just it's
1: no, I was talking more about the resistance when you're blowing in.
6: Oh. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: But I'll just say, pick up on what Pooba said. I I agree. There's a richness. It's almost chewy. It's like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm eating a candy bar right now. Hmm. It's like the smoke is thick and, and really kind of velvety. And I like the way, even on the
0: light, I like the way it coats, the, coats your mouth.
4: Oh, that's very true.
0: You know, like it's a very pleasant experience.
2: Well, that piggybacks on what Senator just said.
0: Yeah, it's, it's there's
2: some viscosity to the smoke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's a richer experience than the
5: illusion, hmm. right? And it's, yeah. it's I agree a with that. Bit more getting more flavor out of this.
4: Yeah, I think, and So like, far, I'm like just, Puba said, it is beginning.
2: more complex. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's funny you say that because I agree. What's weird for me is I feel like it's slightly toned down in strength from the Illusion, but I it's agree. actually increased more, in flavor. It's more complex. A little yeah. more
5: flavor I'm getting out of this than yeah. the Illusion. I mean, I don't smoke those qu- quite that often, but mm-hmm. whenever I have, I mean, yeah. from what I remember, like this is a little richer experience. Yeah.
0: So these come in a cedar chest of 24 cigars, which you can get anywhere from four, you know, $350, bucks, let us say, to 415 for the Chest 24, it has an Ecuadorian Sumatran wrapper, and it has a Dominican binder and filler, mm. and it's rolled in the Dominican Republic. You know, the retrohale's got delicious fruit
2: notes. Fantastic.
5: Yeah, there is Unexpected, the, there actually. There is that citrus that you
4: a were touch talking it. about.
5: There's a very slight, faint right? citrus note that you get at the at, end, at the very At end. the finish, yeah. 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 Yep,
4: yep. Even at yeah. the just the smoke, you can kind of smell the citrus somehow in there. It's really it bizarre. almost
0: has like a it almost has like a like a
2: I at the burn. I'm sorry, at the burn line, yeah, you're getting a ton of that fruit and yeah. citrus. Oh, it's there.
0: Yeah, oh, but I feel like in the mouth, I think to what you were just saying, Senator, it it almost has like a palate cleansing kind of effect to it. Like I feel like I feel like my mouth feels clean, even though I'm smoking a cigar, <laughs> and the the viscous smoke, like oh, yeah, it. Yeah. it It
6: just it's working it's very complex a little bit it's a little bit like um if you've ever had like uh it's got notes of that pepperidge farm um (laughs) always a baking reference with you well (laughs) no the dark chocolate with the it's dark chocolate orange oh yeah the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the milanos yeah you know the dark chocolate orange it's not that bready but it's like the middle part of it that is the chocolate orange part not totally wrong actually um there's a little bit of that going on. It's not that pronounced, but it's there.
5: Yeah. It's it's a weird combination of like chocolate and fruit and citrus, you know, right there. You, you
4: know what those notes remind me of? What cigar? The E.P. Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Because we couldn't believe we were getting like lemon and citrus. Lemon we were getting. Along with like cocoa and the other kind of traditional flavors and- this is the only other cigar that I would describe with those same kind of flavor notes.
2: And when you have that combination, it, that's the, you're describing a very complex cigar, sophisticated, yeah. well-made.
5: I kind of like the combination of chocolate and citrus. I could care less about mint and chocolate, though. I like that too, though. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Citrus and chocolate, for some reason, is a good combination. Oh, act- I Are want you, a Milano so you're now. You're not,
6: you're not an Andes Can... Candies fan. <laughs> <laughs> what about Junior Mints? I mean, is that you know, the holidays? The holidays come no, I around. I don't
5: I, like mint and chocolate. Really? Really? Just Look, so please. when the
6: holidays come what? around, that my wife gets the Andes Candies, and also the the Lindor. Oh yeah, you know the Lindor, and then there's like a little. A little bowl, like, like and, and, and the green Andy's
4: candies go out. Does she then... put this out to feed the deer? <laughs> 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 oh, we got to tell that story today. Yeah, we we got to tell that story. We do. It's holiday you
0: know treats. I, oh. You know what I love about Andy's candies? <laughs> when you walk into a hotel room and there's an Andy's candy on the pillow, you're always happy. That's, oh. the, <laughs> that's, no, all, no.
6: that's the best. It's awesome. I love the Andy's candy. You Know why? Because it's it, you have like two of them after dinner, and it's like a, it's actually just like two little tiny things that's not gonna it doesn't crush put you over you. the edge, yeah. But they, they only come <laughs> around like a Christmas, you know, are those ones reason. with the green wrappers, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, those they're, are good. yeah they're good, they're yeah, good, yeah. You throw them in the fridge and you just nosh a couple of those, they're great, wow, forget it. <laughs> um, and then the Lindor chocolate truffle around the holidays, I mean, wow, <laughs> but that's not mint though. I mean, i'm just chocolate. saying no. i'm talking about chocolate right. dude. Yeah. <laughs> no. hey dude it's chocolate okay. yeah i'm just talking about <laughs> listen <laughs> guy <laughs> guy we're on chocolate uh, the uh and those come out you're my you know, guy. Ho- holiday season those come out and they're they're out and you know the the children are just you know even as teenagers they they you know they're little they're like gremlins like, like you put out a handful and all of a sudden you turn around they're and, gone. and they're gone and you have to do a reprimand. My
0: my wife loves <laughs> my wife loves York Peppermint Patties. There's that chocolate oh, and mint. No, 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 no. She's obsessed like, with them. No, See, no. that's, that's minted mint chocolate. A,
4: that's the that's, only minted chocolate that them. is done so horribly. No. It, it I can't wait be, to play this for her. It don't should be outlawed. Peppermint Patties should be Pooba, please tell me you're with me on this. I don't eat Peppermint Patties. Thank you. I don't mind you. I'm not a huge
6: fan but I do. But I do. Love and Almond Joy. Oh, sure. Sure. oh, of course.
5: <laughs> You're ch- we're talking about mint and chocolate. We're talking
6: about no. We're talking about candy, dude.
5: dude. Just, just, hey, dude. just, just follow, choppa, the, pe- follow, no, the follow the follow the Follow the
6: conversation.
5: <laughs> it's, the doing, your, the your, it's a the podcast, your, isn't that mint? Isn't yeah, that mint? York peppermint. <laughs> <and chocolate. laughs> so we are talking about mint and chocolate. I'm saying I don't like that combination of we, mint and chocolate.
6: Stop yelling Choc- at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <and> <laughs> Calm down. Chocolate You're Screaming at every. They're screaming at the whole group. You're talking about.
5: I'm talking about mint and chocolate. Do we need an accountability? Uh, I, don't, so, okay. I just don't like mint and chocolate. Okay. No, that's me. All right. All right.
6: All right. Hold on. Uh, S- Senator takes the minutes of every episode. Can you please write down in the lizard, in the lizard ledger that Rooster does not like mint and chocolate? Oh, it's we've duly, got it it's loud duly noted. It's duly noted. You could stop yelling at the group now. <laughs> And just and just go with the flow here. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. We were talking about a, we were going through a, a, a chocolate conversation. I don't like fucking mint. I'm
4: <laughs>
6: we got it. Okay, stop yelling. I've also
4: added in the ledger. Peppermint patties are banned. Okay. Yes. Yes. But I, I don't agree with the that. The texture but. of that also is just terrible. It's just so mushy and uh,
6: it's I, very I can't processed. Stand it. I mean, yeah. it is. Now, the almond joy is processed, but the almond joy is a hell of a candy. I love almond joy. Yeah. I like, I like you that. guys See, on the same. Now page are rooster. We're, we're, talking, about uh-huh. we're <laughs> talking, talking about mint. We're talking about mint. Almond joy has <laughs> no mint. We're not talking mint. about coconut. <laughs> we're no talking mint.
5: about mint. <laughs> There's we're no mint in almond joy. I love Kit Kat too. Oh, I
1: love a Kit Kat. I'm kind of lost over here. Is this like a minty cigar? Like a minty cigarette? I would
0: put it down. <laughs> Seriously, though, guys, this cigar is very good. It is. And, and nice. I like the medium complexity mm-hmm. despite the size. You know, you, you, we've talked about this. Your eyes, you, you know, you look at a cigar like this, has a dark, oily wrapper on it, and you go, you know what? That's probably, and the size, mm-hmm. significant. You look at it, you go, that's probably going to kick me around. And you light it up, and this is a very yeah, approachable, easy
6: affair. Approachable, very, it's firmly medium, right? Very easy affair. Yeah. It's one of those, it's, it's, To me, it's one of these blends that if you're out and you're looking through a humidor, and this is pretty widely distributed, Mm -hmm. it's pretty widely available, um, you can reach for it with confidence.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I see guys at other clubs smoke this. I've wanted to try it for years. I
4: just never got around to it, so I'm glad we're doing this tonight. I also love with the larger ring gauge, the the like subtle box press from clearly just kind of being crammed in the box a bit. Yep. It just feels great in the hand. It's like yeah. a padrone. Like it just makes it mm-hmm. that much more manageable. Yep. Yeah. Right at the foot, the foot was a little box pressed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The burn on this thing is great though.
5: Pretty yeah. razor sharp. You know,
0: I guess with a lot of new worlds, the tobacco in this is four to five years of age. Obviously, like Puba said, blended in conjunction with Carlito Fuente in 1999 Uh, which, you know, this was Ashton's first. And I would argue, and I think we did argue on the episode 51 when we did The Illusion, this is really their only serious entry into that premium, uh, you know, the premium market for, I guess, I don't want to say advanced smokers, but Mm. non-beginner smokers. Like, they don't have a lot of other stuff that I think is is kind of reaching for a full experience yeah do we um well, the estate
6: sun grown i yeah. think ESG. ESG 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 that's true is a premium cigar yes it is I think I'm is, not that, that familiar is that with, full
2: because
0: they I, I've call only had a couple they call, call this remember. full i
5: think this is fuller than the ESG. Yeah.
0: Yeah. i think that's a medium me, cigar yeah. this is their reach for the padrones and and do you that feel, that feel this is a full
4: flavored cigar
0: at this point, medium, no. Medium,
4: I'm at a I medium. I think in for flavor, me. I think it can be argued that's medium full in flavor, but mm. in strength, it's very medium. Yeah, yeah agreed. Right. Yeah, the flavor is very rich. Which for an affair like this is, which is going to be a, a, a pretty a pretty long engagement. Yes. Yeah. Um. That's that's a that's a merit. Yeah. Yeah. It and, is, uh, and I just I like that too because it. it a cigar like this becomes so versatile where you can have this at so many different points of the day. Yeah. Like when a cigar is super full, that's not a cigar you're going to light up with the exception of Rooster, you know, <laughs> at like 11 a.m. or noon. But a cigar like this, I mean, I could see having this early afternoon, evening, at yeah. night. It,
0: it's uh, it's
4: kind of all around, all it's purpose. It's pretty
0: pleasant right now. Yeah. What are these, uh, what do they cost? Any idea? So they're retail. They're about 21 bucks, you okay. know, in a retail shop. I think you can probably find them between fifteen and eighteen, 18. on the internet, mm-hmm. and obviously, if you're buying a full cedar chest to twenty four, you know you're going to be able to get them at a reasonable price. But Not a bad deal, no. And I mean, I think for the the experience, I mean, we're only what three quarters of an inch in, but mm-hmm. if this performs anything close to the you know what the Lonsdale did, I mean, for twenty bucks for an hour and a half of yeah. real excellent experience. This is pretty, elegant, man. You're doing well. I yeah. think it's
6: worth it. You're doing pretty well, especially given the you know the prices in the Cuban market, and if you're looking for something that's full flavored but uh, but kind of medium and strength, you know, subbing something like this in from time to time brings value and uh, and some satisfaction. I mean, it's not like this type of a cigar is going to all of a sudden at the end. I don't predict this becoming. Some sort of negative affair. I just don't see that happening. Maybe I'll be proved wrong. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can see happening is
0: just at the tip of the torpedo, if you don't cut enough off, just getting a little bit of a tar buildup, because uh, this is well, going to be that's a long good point. smoke.
4: And that happens on the illusion. That That's exactly when I said that I get a, a tight, too tight of a draw sometimes on the illusion. I've had tar build up there, yeah. and it's been super frustrating. So that's why yeah. I'm hoping with a larger ring gauge like this that we uh, won't have that issue. This is yeah, one that in that, the
0: second half, great. I'm definitely going to just take a little bit more off than I did in my first cut, which wasn't much. Yeah. Just to prevent that potential tar buildup, you know, as it's concentrated at the. You,
4: uh, you may have undercut for the first time. He, I he did. did actually. I, I did, just did on purpose, that. boys. I think ours is more. Yeah, open. Senator,
2: yeah. myself, Puba, and uh, Pagoda. Pagoda. Yeah. And rooster,
0: we took off a good amount. Yeah, just I took to off, avoid that. I, I purposely took off yeah. less than, than normal nice. yeah. to take off a little more. In the second half. Yeah, you're, so running gotta... the, you're running the anteater. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. <laughs> the anteater. You know, we talked about this previously, and and I think to tie into a recent episode, the CAO that we did that ended up being a really good cigar, the BS3.
2: Yeah, surprising. In
0: Robusto. It 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 pains me that Ashton doesn't market this cigar to guys who smoke Padrones, guys who are smoking Mm. Fuentes, and this is a Fuente cigar, like that story is not being told in any, you know, meaningful way. Mm -mm. Like, I don't think this is a cigar people talk about. I think it has a passionate base. It's been around for 25 years, but I don't know. I think there's more of a story to be told here, and I just
6: don't think they're telling it. Well, how much more do they need to, you know, from a marketing perspective, uh, it's, it's an established blend from an established brand how much you know had
0: we not here's what i'll say had we not done the illusion on the podcast i would never have reached for an ashton vsg cigar yeah i
4: I also think to to uh, to gizmo's point i had never tried the vsg period until we did it on the podcast and that's purely because i associate ashton as a brand with just mild cigars i didn't even know they made a full cigar this is very true
0: yeah when i think ashton i think that's a beginner cigar yeah,
5: I mean, out of a previous lounge, uh, you know, we used You've to smoke this. the VSGs once mm-hmm. in a while. They were they were recommended, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the
0: regular Ashton line is very is very mild. mild. Mm-hmm. The white yeah. label, oh, yeah. like yeah. it just it screams mild. beginner cigar to me, and then nothing it's wrong with that. Nothing at all. I think the reason to why, to why one we're one not
5: we're kind of you know they haven't really come out with anything new. Yeah, that's a
0: long also that's true too. Well, probably because no Carlito other new blend moved on.
5: Yeah, but I mean, if you... But even their
4: regular core line, like the mild stuff, I haven't seen anything that
5: looks new or different. Right. They haven't really done anything new. Mm. Not that Mm -hmm. I know of. Mm -hmm. It's true. I find that more and more as the Cuban cigar prices keep going the way, the direction they are going, I keep looking for and going back and revisiting, you know, new world cigars that we haven't done in a while and smoking more and more of them.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ashton just reminds me of the 90s. It reminds me of the, remember the Griffiths? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They were the Miles. Yeah. They, they are. Mild. Or, or they they gr- were, but Griffin. they were, or the Griffin. Yeah. yeah the Griffin. Those are beloved
2: cigars by a lot of people. Still.
6: Uh, I, did they still even make them? They do. And they I, do. I, they're, I, they're not very good.
4: They're outside. not, but a well, lot of people like them. No, but I those see a were, a lot v- of guys smoked those. I'm just
6: saying they were yeah. like in vogue. Oh, in other yeah. words, in the at the at the at the advent of the, kind of the cigar boom, mm-hmm. those were you know it was like a golf club cigar or whatever, and they were popular.
4: I actually I bought that cigar for a buddy who had the last name Griffin for his birthday once, <laughs> and then I smoked it after I bought it and gave it to him, and I was like, shit, this was not a good gift. <laughs> it was not very good. You know, you know what's another brand that an kind of
5: comes to me when you talk about the Griffin is the PG Paul Gramarian. Did I you don't ever smoke those? That. No, I don't it, it had a red, like a red and white band. Don't know what that is. PG. Yeah, it was also popular at that at that time. But time. Yeah.
6: but like Nat Sherman was like the the, the shit. I mean, yeah, I, I thought. I mean, going back to that period of time, if you could get a Cuban, do you know what I mean? That was cool. Very, um, but. Nat Sherman was, I, I remember just, I remember cherishing those. And then there was a lot of Macanudo. Macanudo mm-hmm. was very popular. It was. Back in, back at that time. All, another very light cigar. I mean, Pagoda knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I do. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? In the city, you know, the Macanudo, there was a lot of Macanudos. People smoked Ashton. People smoked, you know. The timeless the, 1930s yeah, Nat Sherman. that's right. And you know and then there were a lot of cigars that kind of came into the market that were that i think it got flooded with just a lot of bad stuff a lot of celebrity cigars right
0: a lot of, a lot of like celebrities yeah. having brands didn't chuck norris have a brand and there were like a a yeah. bunch of different celebrity brands there were a lot of
6: just random brands and came and, in and out yeah and then even but like i remember the money the monte cristo stuff not being particularly good and there was a lot of issues with with some of these cigars, and there was a lot of boutique weird brands that were popping up. And they were just, it wasn't good. There were a lot of bad cigars around um, New World cigars. Like mm-hmm. the, the, they weren't, it's not as, as sophisticated of a market and audience as it is today. Like that audience was just kind of building. You know what I mean? Like this new young smoker was out there. Just looking for something to smoke. Looking for something to smoke and trying to figure out what was good and what wasn't. Because it was a boom. It was a real boom. But
0: uh, Michael Jordan was smoking it on TV constantly. What? Right? Cigar Aficionado had just come out a few years prior. Like, you know, there was a lot of cultural kind of driving. There were, you know, Kramer's walking around in Seinfeld with a cigar every episode. <laughs> I mean, those things make an impact on people in their minds. Like, I got to try this. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that probably contributed to, and it was obviously a little bit more relaxed. You could smoke in restaurants.
6: Yeah. You could smoke everywhere.
0: You, yeah. you know, I mean, you probably remember. I, I You know, unfortunately, I, I don't because I was in Pennsylvania and I was 12 years old. But, you know. I, I'd sitting down at a restaurant having a great steak in New York and being able to light a cigar after, like, pretty cool. That sounds amazing to you me. You could yeah. smoke on United Sm- flights
5: <laughs> in the back. You, you probably back. still can in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Anything goes on those airplanes. They there put was a, a smoking section in the back. Did they have a zipper
6: wall? No, Keep no it. zipper wall. <laughs> 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 I remember I, when in, I was including, a kid. including including Norovirus, which oh <laughs> which, senator, right. which senator which <laughs> senator contracted on a United Airlines flight. <laughs> I want yeah. to hear this story. Yeah. I want to hear this story.
0: So you got a little taste of food poisoning. I did. First time
4: ever, actually. Really? No, never what, gotten food poisoning. No, we That's want to know fun. what was on your plate.
6: So what? Because so he like eats Hot Pockets in first class, and he like actually <laughs> eats that shit, which is dumb. So, he'll, never admit, he'll never admit it, but he, would, he, he does. does. He so does. He eats what, the Hot Pocket.
0: What, what happened,
4: and what points to your right, favorite so, airline as the, so the culprit? First, no I hop. have to start with the context of... <laughs> I'm severely regretting a United my guy. decision to listen to Gizmo and give United a shot that United has changed so much from the years that I tried it ages ago. So this year, to show, I, I, you know, I, old dog can learn new tricks. All right, I'm going to give it a shot and not fly American as much. I've earned United status this year. I've flown it so much. You're United. I've been saying that. Large sample size of the United experience at this point, and it is god awful. And I'm done with United at the end of this year, and I'm going to be all in on America next year. Hmm. But in giving United a a chance, I was flying from uh, Newark to Houston. Houston's a United hub. So for any experienced traveler, the, the listener knows what I'm talking about here. When you fly to a hub, you always check the plane model. Because there are at least usually two flights a day where they have to send a big international plane with like a three cabin class, lie flat, everything, like beautiful planes. And basically for the same exact price that you'd be booking like first class in a standard plane with just a you know standard seat that reclines a little bit, you'd get a lie flat bed for the flight. It's amazing. So I used to do this with American, like always New York to Miami, just a short little hop to Florida and you could sit in a lie flat bed. It was amazing. So I booked this. It's on a Boeing 767 that, by the way, I can't believe they fly this internationally. It's a two-cabin class plane. There's not even three, which doesn't make sense for a big plane. The plane itself has not been updated since the 90s. I am not exaggerating. The headphone jack on this plane <laughs> has two prongs. I haven't seen that on an airplane literally since I was a child. I mean, it's like absurd. absurd. Nobody you know, has that. There's a standard one plug. I'm looking at Gizmo's eyes. I think laser beams are going to come out ne- of him. A- next, <laughs> he, next
0: recording. I'm going to bring an adapter just for him that he has to have the two prong headphones to listen. Of-
6: who, who, who's relying? <laughs> uh, and I, 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 I'm a. Uh, you guys know how much I'm traveling. Who's relying on any airline, in 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 any class seats entertainment system? You have an iPad. You download stuff in your iPad. You have Bose canceling headphones. Oh, oh. I'm and you debunking live... Senator's view <laughs> here. No, no, he's not wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, the point. who cares?
4: It's the point. So I'm 100% with you. That's I never right. use it either. But when you're just looking at this shitty plane that has literally not been upgraded since the '90s, you're like, "This is their Polaris product. This is their pride and joy." I mean, it's it's just garbage. I mean, the headphones that they hand out—it's so comical. I told Giz this again. I don't use headphones when I'm flying in a three-cabin class plane because I have my own stuff. But in, on American, they—they like they always—they're like the no, ones that are Air. That- no, 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 on American, <laughs> they give you Bo- They used to give you Bose uh, noise canceling headphones. They're incredible. Now they have a partnership with Bang & Olufsen, also amazing headphones. It's just a, it's supposed to be a premium experience in that cabin. On United, these headphones, and Giz has seen him because he told me he doesn't disagree with me. They're the worst <laughs> headphones it, of right. all time. <laughs> said, I'm like an audio guy, and they're horrible. They man. look like they're from mm-hmm. the dollar store. Yeah, they're really This is like in a cabin that people are spending over $1,000 to Inflation. sit in. I mean, it's just silly. So I just can't get over how this whole setup is. Then the thing that really makes my head explode I go to sit down in my seat and I'm looking at the seat back and I'm like, why is there a seat belt protruding out of the seat back? <laughs> like it's going to be digging into my shoulder as I'm sitting there. I've never, ever seen an airplane seat that has a shoulder strap like you're in a car. <laughs> has anyone seen that before? Never, never. No. never Thank you. Never. No. So they have it in Polaris. So yeah, United Polaris. So I'm like trying to move it out of the way. So it's not like digging into my back, especially when I'm going to recline. And then we're getting ready to take off. And a flight attendant comes up to me and says, Excuse me, sir, can you please fasten your shoulder strap? Now I have the regular seatbelt fastened. I'm not an idiot. Like obviously that's required. Why on earth do I need a shoulder strap to fly on a United plane? And I don't need this on any other flight, any airline. Well, nor in the does world? the rest
6: of the airplane need it.
4: Right. Well, it's an an
5: old plane, like you said, so maybe. Yeah, well, apparently. I've never, (laughs) by the way,
6: my mom worked for United, (laughs) okay? And I flew, probably have flown United more than anyone else in this room combined. She worked for him for eight years, nine years. There were, and this is in the 70s and 80s, which it sounds like this plane was from that era. <laughs> <laughs> and I never saw a shoulder strap. Thank you.
4: And I flew standby.
6: I've never, I've never All seen. around so the world. I
4: googled this, and apparently, United contracted with Boeing on these planes. And the lie flat seats they built at too high and steep of an angle. So it was unsafe if you had a rough landing. So they had to specially build in shoulder straps. I'm just like, Get this right. Every other airline, when you're sitting in that cab, who wants to be bothered? So I tried to test this (laughs) because when you're flying in that cabin in any airline, they're never going to bother you. You could basically, I've had my seatbelt unbuckled and I just fell asleep. They're not going to wake you up. Like they, the whole point is to just keep the people there happy because they're the frequent travelers on that airline. I just, as a test, when we're landing, I have my seatbelt fastened as I'm supposed to, but I don't have the shoulder strap and I just close my eyes just to pretend I'm sleeping. I'm like, there's no way that some United flight attendant would be dumb enough to wake a passenger up for this. And a guy fucking taps my shoulder. Sir, please fasten your shoulder strap. And I, and, and oh, actually, sorry. So he says this to me and I keep my eyes closed. I pretend I didn't hear him. Then he taps me and he says the same thing. And I said, I heard you the first time. I'm not fastening the shoulder strap. And you can see I was very agitated. And then he just moved on. But it's like, why put customers through that yeah. silliness? No airline doesn't. Is, so, <laughs> is it a separate latch? It's not like a car, like it's one latch. It's like one So piece. it is one latch, you, but you basically, you pull it, and then they created like this in. little thing to hook it onto the other latch. It's oh. really bizarre.
6: Do you, do you Do you realize how much <laughs> this group finds this... <laughs> That you, the fact that you get so upset about these kind of problems. It's incredible. His, that, that, well, that are not really. They, no, there's like, first world do, it's, no, 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 hours, no, no. It's not problems. a first world problem. His energy level beyond <laughs> that. It's a beyond it's the true. first world problem. It's very true. It's like a, a first world squared problem. It, it becomes actually, you have to do like a little bit of extra math. It, it, it's hilarious it how, how, it's totally how jacked fair. up you His get
0: about His energy it. level
2: quadrupled. The moment this topic came yeah, up. Just, it's just it's outrageous. outrageous. He could it's do just outrageous. outrageous. He could
0: do 2 hours on this tonight. It's easily, outrageous. Easily. Again, Outrage. when you
4: travel You got to cut the mic.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> outrageous. When
4: you travel a ton for business, all you are praying for is just peace and quiet. So that's why you get a lounge access. Uh, you get a lounge membership. So you don't sit around all the crying families and kids. Elitist. You, elitist. you board first. <laughs> you sit there in silence. You just don't want to worry about this stuff. And I get on a United flight and it's like I'm flying Spirit Airlines, basically. Oh boy. So anyway, well. nightmare experience on there. And then they bring out Night, food.
6: Night, <laughs> the nightmare. United oh, lounge, that's a nightmare. Did you get top soda, some fucking Pelligrino? You get a shitty dessert. Yeah, you it's like a factory. Just, it's horrible.
4: Whole, all of them suck, though. No, that's not true. That's not. True. I mean, I get you. Listen, the, if you're you,
6: flying like you like United Arab Emirates fucking airlines to Dubai, well, you're going to have any a of great the experience, are you're going to have great experience. But, you know, the come thing on, you can man. count on. What are you expecting on... from these fucking oh, airlines? By the way, for the We don't even have air traffic controllers to even land the planes at this point. So, hold on. For, <laughs> for the
0: listener, let me just say the text messages that we get from Senator on this, it's just, by I the, mean, he doesn't realize. It's how, like an angry ex girlfriend an texts you, and it's just like you have to thumb through the essay.
4: It, it, yes. I'm just making sure Gizmo gets a full report since this is his suggestion yes. that I'm sitting on this shit I re-
5: I remember reading the thread, and it all started with Giz, let Tell right. you. <laughs> Giz, no. this
4: is what i'm going through right now So yes. hold on Puma's gonna die when he hears this i sat i sat in the united lounge with gizmo when we went to cuba and gizmo says to me he goes uh, oh sorry we, we go to order a drink so we get bloody mary's yeah. i swear the bartender says it's like eight in the morning it, we're it, out it, of bloody mary's can you imagine this 8 (laughs) a.m. in a fucking airline. Like, how can I not say United is terrible? That that would
6: that would that would break my soul. Thank you. Um, <laughs> can, can you imagine? I'd this? back it up with a screwdriver and move on with my life. That's, that's what I, that's I mean. what he did. But, but 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 yes, I mean
4: it's like how at eight in the morning have you run out of Bloody okay. Mary mix? It's unbelievable. That's the only
6: point that I'll give you that you're not being slightly. <laughs> I knew I'd have him high, with that, me that, there. That you're slightly, you know, that you're slightly not being hyperbolic on. I mean, <laughs> it's you. just it's it's you so, know. Fast want now to the food.
4: Let's talk about the food. Okay. Okay, so it's the morning. So there's breakfast on the plane. I'm like, how harmful can this be? Right? It's like eggs, some like, I guess, uh, potatoes, f- uh, you know, fruit, yogurt, simple stuff. I have a little bit of the eggs. I have the fruit. And I think I had some of the yogurt. <laughs> how can you go wrong with it? You know, this is not like they put a steak in front of me and I tried to eat airplane steak. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. Somehow, uh, the flight there, no problem. The flight back, I felt horrible a couple days when I got home. I mean, just terrible. And everything I had eaten after that, I ate like with a group and no one else had any stomach issues. So I was like, Maybe obviously. you just worked like, yourself
0: Ooh. up so badly oh, yeah. emotionally. It was a yeah. shoulder that strap. It was effective. <laughs> it,
4: your... <laughs> it could have
6: been a shoulder strap. Wait, hold on. So, so you're not, okay. So from being the closest person to a doctor in this room, because I play one on TV,
3: <laughs> from
6: a clinical perspective. Um, Dr. Puba yeah you're not gonna fly in that's one day eat the eggs stay two days fly back
4: no, no no i'm talking about the return flight so just to give you the chronology i was eating at places in houston every single restaurant i went with a group of people no one had any issue Everybody what did you eat in houston, Did you do the oysters no i couldn't even find oysters in houston actually okay. i looked it's for that's it i couldn't it's find 300 you, degrees yeah that's a good thing uh italian food one night okay what'd you um, have um what's going on (laughs) um some kind of pasta dish okay um american the night before i had like a piece of salmon and some greens yeah it's cooked okay but
6: night before what'd you Um, eat the day before the night before you got on the flight
4: italian food and i felt great the next day but you got on the flight and felt shit like shit the next day I got on the flight, and then when I got home the next day, I felt like shit. And that's when What'd I. What'd you eat the on the flight? You ate the, e- you ate the eggs. I had a little egg and the yogurt. The yogurt and fruit. Yeah, so
6: I'm still going someone, with someone. It. Took a dump and like didn't wash their hands. <laughs> oh. I'm still
4: going and with that. He, he
0: worked himself up so bad that it just. Oh no! Went well, his... not
4: that. No, I don't think that he... this is far from my worst United experience. Little, There's little worse. You, than I
5: remember than you didn't smoke
4: for like a week. Yeah, I I did. So, that's, so you that's had
5: to be you know. You were not well.
4: No. Yeah. No. Hence, I'm, I'm done with United. I, I mean- I gave it an a, honest try. The eggs, the powdered <laughs> eggs. <laughs> the <laughs> eggs crushed them. I was about to say shit. microwave. Oh, sorry. We're burying the, the, the most important part of this story. So I come back. <laughs> Obviously, I'm feeling like shit, mm-hmm. so I don't smoke for several days. Finally, almost a week later, I'm like totally back to normal. Actually, it wasn't that, maybe four days, and then I was back to normal. So I, I finally am feeling like myself. I happen to be doing some grocery shopping in Whole Foods, and uh, this guy comes up behind me, and it's a member of our lounge, uh, Eric. And uh, he's like, oh, I haven't seen you. How have you been? I said, oh, I got some food poisoning, but you know, finally I'm over it. I'm feeling good. And he's like, how'd you get it? I said, either something I ate in Houston or my flight back. And he goes, let me guess. Did you fly United? I said, yes. Why'd you guess United? He's like, I've got, I got foos poisoning on a United flight. (laughs) I'm like, this is wild. Like I just meet someone randomly and talk to him about this. He's had the exact same experience. Confirmation bias. And then there was a third person. He loves that. Third person. Hang on. Third person who, you know, Henry from our lounge, who just flew United to Columbia. And by the way, said it was the single, well, we're not talking about his cigar uh, preferences. (laughs) He said it was the single worst flight experience of his life. That United flight to Columbia, he said on the return trip, he ate some food, immediately did not feel good, and the next day was basically like me, like wow. with food poisoning. This wow. is three people now we're talking about wow. that have had that experience after United I, Flight. Did you, you write know? a strongly worded letter like you did no, to me? Not yet, but I did actually. <laughs> I'll give their customer service credit. I wrote a strongly worded letter after they canceled a flight of mine and wouldn't couldn't even process a refund through the app. Like They canceled it. Obviously, they're supposed to refund me. And I kept hitting, you know, refund on the app. And it just kept saying, error, I need to call. Were you hitting the right button? Oh, there's there was one button to hit. And so I call <laughs> and it's like already aggravating that I have to do. It should just automate it, right? Why should a customer have to call to ask for a refund when you owe them the money, you cancel their flight because you can't get your planes together. So I'm on hold for an hour. Did you speak to somebody in Thailand or Philippines? No, this guy spoke decent English, actually. But even the guy He's apologized. Usually, He's like, you, you should not have had to wait this long. I'm so sorry. And then he's like, you should write United a letter. They'll probably do something about this. So I'm like, there's no way I believe they will. But to their credit, I did write them an email. And uh, they gave me $200, which nice. was, was nice there for my toll. Okay, it's perfect.
6: So yeah, yeah, so you got compensated. Yeah, it, it, yeah.
0: I can't <laughs> wait, by the way, when I do the intro of this this episode to say that um, you know, Senator details his experience in the United Polaris <laughs> <laughs> class. <laughs>
3: I can't it's wait to do. Awful. It. It's I can't just wait awful. To it.
4: And when you go and just read reviews of it online because I I you know you're looking for validation this time you're like am I crazy or do other people feel the same way? It's a dime a dozen websites that will say. United Polaris is like a big step forward for United but it pales in comparison to like flagship business or first on American or what uh Delta One or whatever they call it. It's just they're they're well, just so can I behind. Can just say on
0: behalf of the listeners and the rest of the lizards we're really thankful that you put yourself I sacrificed. Yes, he did in a sacrifice. Just so position. you all never have to trust Gizmo and Fly United. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten sick. I also don't eat the hot pockets. So yeah, that's true. Yeah,
6: I mean, I. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, uh, stick to the Bloody Mary <laughs> yeah. if they have it. When they have it. <laughs> uh, when they have it, and and uh, I ju- I put I usually get like uh, I mean if I'm really hungry and I have to eat airport food. I think the safest things are, the, are are like those pre-made boxed, hermetically sealed, like sandwiches. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That are made in like a huge factory that, like, basically everyone's got hair nets and plastic gloves on, and I worry they just about make these. No, worry no, I, I, I worry about shelf life. That's by the way, oh well, you no, moldy, yeah. they're all marked. <laughs> I mean, like. At, at how
0: hard what? is it to put a sticker over a sticker okay. yeah no, that's all i hear
6: you but at west like well i've known i have a friend of mine who worked at um like a really really was the cfo of a really lo- big local which i won't mention but that do a lot of that kind of work also center of the plate to all the way to center of the plate stuff for high-end restaurants they do and and like the like the regulatory kind of yeah it's like a factory it's yeah, yeah i mean like it's very regulated a lot of these places who are doing that kind of work yeah so it's actually safer than some of the you know anyway so sometimes that like that turk that turkey just that turkey and cheese sandwich that's got a date on it and the dates like seven days out. You know, I've had a few of those. No I'd complaints. like to. Can no I complaints. just say, I'd so like I'm Senator saying, what the next time he's flying to do it. I want a full report.
0: Well, you take that on the hermetically it, sealed turkey yeah. and cheese no, sandwich. No, no,
6: no, no but having <laughs> said that, I'll
1: tell you the turkey sandwich in JetBlue is great.
6: There you go. Mm. I've never had a problem
4: on on JetBlue. I JetBlue is the, the best the you know, like economy butter. product period domestically.
6: Yeah, I mean, you get the extra room seat. I fly on it out of Westchester on a by, almost a you know by when i'm doing it on a bi-monthly basis you you guys know i'm done mm-hmm. yeah
4: and can you put your pinky out when you say that it, uh us well, not and put big your big shoulder deal. strap on <laughs> uh, but anyway but, but but you know
6: you get an extra room seat on that flight it's an aisle you know what i mean you fly yeah they're nice i mean seats. it's fine and and you know you pre-board um and Mm, you'd like to pre-board too interesting i I thought i was the only one bougie poop. oh yeah it's real bougie (laughs) i get the cheese thing and uh a bloody mary and my uh what's it called my ipad there you go and your sandwich
0: so boys we're about halfway through here on the ashton vsg and uh the torpedo this has been a really good cigar so far what do you guys think yeah, it's picked up in strength. Yeah, it's definitely bit. changed a little bit, you know, at the halfway point for me.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's gotten a bit minerally for me, which I don't mind. A little minerality there for me.
4: Minerality, and there's also something a little sweet mm. that I wasn't getting before. Like a prune raisin type of thing yeah, for me. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe.
0: I think I like the complexity in the first half Yeah, more very than pleasant. I'm enjoying yeah. the second half. Yeah. That's I true. also, by the way, while we were doing our airline uh, product recap, uh, I cut another uh-huh. bit off the top here because I was starting to feel a little bit of a tar blast coming. You're
1: yeah, that sweet. looks like a
2: gist But yeah. look at him now. You're also going through that cigar fast. Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Wow. You're smoking way
0: fast. Yeah. What
2: are we doing about the liquor? Per- yeah,
0: yeah, I was just going we have to get... <laughs> <laughs> I was going there. Like we all <laughs> I was going there. So, speaking of Senator and his harrowing experience, we found a straight rye whiskey called... The Senator. Oh, yeah. El Senador, barrel-proof. I think this is a prank, and it was made
4: by United. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was distilled in 2015. It's aged at least six years. It's 58.86% alcohol by volume. Wow. and is uh, yeah. trying to kill us all. Yeah, this is... Uh, don't drink too much of this, boys. No. But the barrel... This is pretty cool on the side. It says... Uh, it gives you the barrel date, 11-13-2015 is when it was put in a barrel, and it was bottled on April 11th, 2022. Okay. It's pretty cool. cool. So yeah. So what are you guys thinking of it? So let's try it. Rough. The Senator.
4: Yeah. It, you got to put a lot of ice in this. Yes. Yeah, we I think we needs, all put quite a bit of ice.
1: I think well, it needs except, a bit of vermouth. I think it needs a bit of sweet vermouth. A little bit of the Angostura oh. better. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, Manhattan. <laughs> <A> little Manhattan. <laughs> <A> little Manhattan. <laughs> 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 With
2: that base, I don't think. Listen, yeah, I don't it, think it,
0: it's terrible. It's serviceable. You know, it's, it's not separate. a. Yeah, it's not terribly interesting.
2: You know, early on, it had a lot of bite, a ton. But in the background, it's uh, th- there's a pleasant taste there.
4: It definitely needed the ice. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost 120 proof. Yeah, I don't know who drinks 120 proof of any spirit neat. Yeah. Um, no i'm not having these. you know the who does is like, is
6: like crazy whiskey yeah, people you know like need more ice like yeah. there's a lot of people out there like whiskey people who collect stuff and they like the high proof stuff is is something that true. they like you know so it's just i don't think it's it's our jam but maybe it's somebody else's uh, one of our lizard friend. friends
0: max sent us this
6: he's the one who hooked us up
0: uh because obviously it said the senator so you know, he he messaged me and said, "Hey, you know, you want to try this?" I said, "Sure." And he tried it as well. He said, "You know, you're going to need some water to open it up. It's not great, but you know, it's yep. serviceable. It is." So, boys, we were supposed to do oh god a
2: Haitian rum. I just realized he's drinking his glass neat. Is he? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the ice that melted. Oh, Did
3: you have ice? ice?
4: That yeah, That's remember, you, still very dark. I that, feel like he put one or two chips in there. That is dark. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, there were three chips. You're very adventurous. Three chips,
3: you
4: need like triple oh, that. Oh,
1: oh. Yeah. A lot of water. Right? There so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have a full time. He's, he's got into like half whiskey. water in there now. <laughs> Bring my black label, man. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> so we were supposed to do a Haitian rum, and uh, on the podcast tonight, and we opened it prior to the episode, and I don't even know how to describe what happened in it here. It had a dead chicken in it. Yeah. It was, Sorry, that was made by United. <laughs> 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 it smelled like skunk. Like or, yeah,
2: rotten dairy. It smelled yeah.
0: like rotten dairy.
2: Yeah, unbelievable.
0: Like I think Bam was the only one that actually poured it in a glass. I tried we, it. We opened this yeah. it, this this Haitian rum, and it just when the when you took the the cap out, the cork, mm-hmm. it smelled sour and like wrong. Yeah, I can't Never imagine that, that. that every
5: single bottle of this rum is like that. Is it no? A well, no, is is it like, a a well known? No. Bad. Is this a well known I mean, spirit? I think it smells uh, no,
2: like processed
1: sugar cane. That's exactly what it is.
5: Well, that's what rum is, right? Yeah. There's, but
1: you know how the- Something is things wrong, left obviously. Something like is wrong. Like if you wrong. go by a yeah. uh, liquor factory, there's the a very-
4: But like I mean, that was just vile. No. I mean, I've been to like the Bacardi factory in Puerto Rico, stuff like that. I mean, nothing quite no. smells it, like, like Like
0: Bam said, it smelled like bad- Yeah, like, bad you know, bad like dairy. heavy
6: cream that went bad. Oh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> maybe was there was
6: horrendous. something wrong
4: with the bottle,
6: but or maybe just Haitian rum sucks. <laughs> I mean-
0: It's very possible. We'll you give it know. another shot down the road, but we tried. We tried to
6: do some rum tonight for you folks, and uh, yeah. just let we me know, know when we happening. let
2: me know when we do it. I'll stay home. <laughs> when you,
6: we, or let me know when there's a decent export out of Haiti. Oh. We, uh-huh. we need to keep tabs on end. Bam
4: for the next twenty four hours. He actually took a sip of I it. I did take a sip. Yeah, of it. yeah. <laughs> he tried
3: it. It's
2: okay.
6: I you got may it.
4: have food poisoning. The, the food
6: ambulance poison. on standby now. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even know if it is Haitian rum a thing. Mm. We did a yeah, Haitian rum. Yeah, we, we did, did a, a and, uh, the big
4: brand there is a Barbancourt, Barbancourt mm-hmm. which wasn't very good. Yeah, it's like a very It's very sweet. mediocre. Yeah. Kind of harsh rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but mean, at least the, the, it it the, smells and tastes like rum. This stuff, I mean, I have never smelled a spirit that I Oh man, it's just I'm like, just not sure what even gets
6: commercialized in general uh, down there. Yeah, I mm. mean at the places is, is you know, it's Apparently
4: it, they make cigars. They do. Yep. I know this because Bam uh, uh, organized a, had, a like cigar charity event. That's and right. One of the raffle prizes it was also it was to benefit uh, Haiti. That's right. And uh, one of the raffle prizes I remember was like a box of Haitian cigars. Yep,
2: I had one, and it was like smoking a newspaper. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> yeah. Was it all Haitian tobacco?
2: <laughs> Apparently, yes. Oh wow! It, a, that pure, was one of the Haitian, raffle Haitian prizes. Haitian pure it was <laughs> <laughs> a whole box. Yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. wonderful yeah. event. Wait a minute! Did, you wound up Jeff, with didn't Chef
6: Ricky win that? He did, so yeah. we should ask him. He now has dementia and a stomachache. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so the the rye whiskey I think actually pairs pretty decently with the cigar. I don't hate it. It's, well, there's just really nothing much to say about uh, it. It's, it, you it's settle not, into it and it's okay. It's not terribly interesting. It's not offensive. Senator but,
2: hasn't had a sip in about an hour, so let's see what he thinks now.
6: I, I, you know, I like rye from time to time i do too i really do and i i actually have a there's a a, a distillery which maybe we take a trip to which is called the, the uh, taconic distillery which mm-hmm. is up in millbrook new york you've mentioned this before yeah it's yeah. really they have a lot of great spirits um uh, some of it's some of this higher proof stuff but some of it's 80 proof uh they make bourbon they make rye uh there's a rum that i had from them that i wasn't crazy mm-hmm. about but um uh, but they make a lot of great stuff um uh, and it's it, it's great and they, and it's only an hour and 10 minutes away and you can take a tour cool. of the, the story and um they show you around and it's you know it's a pretty cool experience and and uh they you know they sell their their uh you know their their line of of spirits mostly uh bourbon they make a they make a scotch style whiskey they make a bird they make a bunch of different bourbons that's really what they're known for in a rye a couple different ryes different proof levels um uh, nice stuff i i should bring a bottle uh yeah, you should in, bring a bottle in. You know to uh and, 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 and give it a try i bought a bottle of the rye and the recommendation from someone um where they were kind of tabling um their stuff you know they table their 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 line of stuff at certain events and i was like what should I? i'm like i've had this about this Is it was like try the rye and i tried it and it was really it was really quite nice so bring it in and and it's relative you know it's a approachable price point too so um i don't yeah.
0: think we've had a lot of success with rye on in our so circle and on the podcast i know the, we've done a few that there is one i think we should try i happen to like it. it's whistle pig 12 Whistlepig. year
4: it's, oh it's yeah, the ten year, ten year. So I've been saying for a while. Again, I'm not a huge that's rye a guy, but drink. That's like one of the most respectable it's, ryes it's that like is super popular. It's the Whistle Pig Ten. It's got a red label on it. Yep. very nice. I had mentioned this many episodes ago, and uh, I think Grinder picked up the six year. It's like the well uh, oh, that was, piggyback or something. We hated it. Oh. It was it was rough. Yeah, that wasn't but, good. Um, we no. need to try the ten year. That's that the got one a six point eight had. by the way. Yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't we do
1: Angel's <laughs> Envy? Like that's one of my favorite ryes.
2: I don't remember doing that was a bit sweet. I thought we did the bourbon. Did we, we did, did Angel's
0: rye? Envy rye. They got a oh, 7.5. No. Oh, there you go. I see. Yeah, the whistle pig's worth trying. Is it just that rye whiskey doesn't pair well with cigars? No, I just or think are we picking is, the wrong ones? Um, rye yeah. is
4: usually like a strong, bold whiskey. Got it. So, I just think that you know, you have to pair it with the right cigar. Like, you know, ironically, this VSG is full flavored, so this mm-hmm. to me can hold up to a rye. I just think this is a fairly uninteresting rye. It's not that bad. Um, oh, there you go. Pooja's got the whistle pig.
6: It's the whistle pig small batch uh, ten year. Yeah, had that
2: many times.
0: So we've just chosen the wrong ones. Yeah. Yes, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, so we need to dive in there. Listeners out there, if you're whiskey fanatics and you you love ryes and you you have them with cigars, please shoot us an email. We love listener recommendations. Cigars, whiskeys, scotch, everything. Please send us recommendations because we're always, uh, yeah,
4: we're always looking for new stuff to try. We should try the Whistle Pig Small Batch Ten Year, hundred percent agree. And the other thing with rye, it's like it's so flavorful and and bold. Mm-hmm. It's it's like great for mixing cocktails. Mm. Like mm. a lot yeah. of, I mean, there are tons of people who prefer like a rye Manhattan. Or correct that paper plane cocktail I've talked about. That's whiskey based A mm. lot of bartenders will make it with rye instead of bourbon. That's correct. Um, so it's also got a lot of utility there. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a drier finish. Yeah,
6: and, and and so when you add in like when you add in um like in in, a, in an old fashioned, when I used to drink old fashions more like often, I'd use bitters and you could you I would the the way I would make it is one sugar cube. And then you muddle the sugar cube with like tr- 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 like three four shots of bitters. Um, uh, and a little bit of orange, Peel, uh, yeah. rind, right? Not the just, just the rind, you know, you take some off and you muddle that together. Um, and that actually, I that, feel like what you're saying right now would go really, really sounds, good, good, good. Yeah, it really would. Good, good, it sounds good, good. awesome. It really comes out terrific. I want and, one and, now, and, you know, like in <laughs> and, and, and now and, yeah. I would like one right now. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and you know what I was thinking about too, you know, moving, you know, moving forward, and we can talk about this is, um, is doing um is making some cocktails you know yeah. we're reviewing spirits but but you still owe us a bloody mary and, day yes I you do say and, yes. I, and i owe a paper plate. i want that paper i've been you asking know, about that so for a while I, i'd be willing you to, have to make old, i'd be willing to make old fashions with either bourbon or rye and do it the way i do it i'll do manhattan um, and pick oh, yeah. oh, all yeah. Pagoda man. is the manhattan master and, and you know yeah. how to make manhattan so um i i do think that you know that that would be good, and also I'm by getting the way, very
2: excited. By the way,
6: did we just elevate I, the
0: podcast? I think we I just had, think we did. Yeah, I think we're I, all going to need Ubers for those episodes. Exactly. <laughs> and
6: and and I know that, that that a lot of you got some of some people in the room have an adversity to to gin, and uh, I would argue that like I had this Monkey Forty Seven gin. Um, uh on my when i was down in florida for a couple of weeks um the last couple of weeks before this uh and a properly made so if you have a gin that's let's say it's 90 proof but a properly made like gin martini where you're actually cutting that strength with good vermouth quality vermouth where it's a real martini and you stir it with the ice you know you're cutting that that proof level you know out yeah n- and not like bastardizing the spirit the gin so that current comes through those flavors come through and and i happen to love a gin martini i think i mean they it's way more flavorful than a vodka martini i it's agree the traditional martini yeah, i totally agree so like i love a gin martini and actually i think they go they're very it's a very palate cleansing Th- like experience with a gin martini that's it's in their great like before dinner yeah you know what i mean and i think that would be interesting to explore i also think that the the negroni um mm. that campari based cocktails like a negroni would be is is an interesting thing to explore now that's a little bit bitter i don't know what well would uh, go with cigar but i
2: had a negroni this weekend i love those drinks
6: that's well i love Campari. oh my god i mean i love compars so i love i love negronis i love gin negroni oh. the traditional gin negroni with the sweet vermouth and off the, the charts And the sweet and the bitter it's just see here's my problem
0: know. with the gin gin martini i just think that i've had very pedestrian versions of them I don't think I've ever had like a really well made by oh. like a proper bartender. I don't think I've had an. You got to order the right gin because I feel like it's easy to fake or nail a, a, a vodka martini. But I've never had a gin martini that I've really wanted. To so a hen- get you a have to
6: use of. high quality vermouth. Yeah, you have to. You you have to stir it, not shake it. Like in stir it in a martini pitcher. Do you know what I mean? With 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 the requisite amount of ice. You need to use vermouth that's not spoiled. Vermouth is a fortified wine, whether it's sweet or dry vermouth. Ninety-nine percent of bars keep their vermouth on a shelf and yep. they don't refrigerate it. Now you can open it up and keep it on in your bar for a couple of weeks, but after that, you got you should open it and put it in the fridge, and then it'll stay in the fridge for like three months. And by the way,
1: uh, Puba, you did advise me that a very long time ago, and now that's all I do.
6: And how much better do your way better, and they taste?
1: last longer, and it's great. Yeah, and it's mm, great, and awesome. and I
6: and I recommend buying small bottles of vermouth, not the huge ones, unless yeah. you know you're serving huge crowds. Um, and uh, we got to do this. I want to. We got to do this. Ready. So right, we sure. we
0: got to do some mixed drinks. You have to do a paper plane I for a senator. I do. Manhattan You've been talking about here. that for a long time. Manhattan from from pagoda. Uh, I almost gin martinis. These from cocktails are like be myths because, because
2: a... they talk about it but they never produce it. That's so true. Doesn't even exist. It's like yeah. it it needs, needs it's like, like Babs right. Tower.
4: <laughs> 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 and I think the Sorry, right. I used to have it
6: in. You're never going to live that. down. It was just too easy. You're never going to live that down. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> totally but i yeah those are those are you know a properly made i always appreciate a, like a if you walk into there are certain bars where you can just tell they have great where they have a cocktail program and i'm perfectly willing you know to to, to, to pay a premium for a well-made cocktail yeah um because uh, so many of them are made, are made so poorly i mean if you go up the street over here to you ask for an old fashioned, I mean, you know, you, or you, you, forget it. You're, hmm. get, you're you're getting a something that's a that's a, a disgrace. You know what I'm saying? They take a <laughs> whole piece of orange oh, and they put tell, it in. Tell
4: me about your first world problems. <laughs> yeah,
6: exactly right. Uh, let me hear so more. Another the elitist theory. <laughs> uh,
0: can uh, I just say we need to get uh, these two guys? We need to create hey, hey, a lounge hey, lizard hey,
4: channel. Hey,
0: hey, hey, we need hey, to do a lounge hey. lizard channel, and they could do a travel <laughs> podcast. The two that's of these right. two guys be it's
1: perfect.
6: Like, it's like a wrestling match. got <laughs> two points reverse <laughs> <laughs> But it, it'd
1: be domestic and
0: international for sure.
6: Exactly. <laughs> yeah Yeah. Yeah. So, boys, what do you think of the
0: cigar? Uh,
2: it's 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 a nice cigar.
0: I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I like it a lot. No complaints. It's definitely full now.
5: Oh,
1: yeah. For right.
0: me.
2: Yeah.
0: And but, I must say I
5: enjoyed like the first half more than the second half. Agreed. I think that's most Agreed. Are, yeah. yeah.
0: Even though it was more medium, I think, in the first half. Mm-hmm. It's picked up in strength, definitely.
4: Yeah. Still smooth. But still it's nice, still good. Yeah. yeah. I'll Ooh. say, I mean, I think I've been smoking this slower just because I was had to recount the whole united <laughs> story, but I think for some reason, just smoking this slowly, it's maintained more of the flavor where i I worry when this heats up mm. you you start to it it like the flavor kind of gets muddled a little bit, so I'm still at this point very much enjoying the flavor profile,
2: yeah, and you know, we're ahead of you, the three of four of us, it's still quite pleasant,
4: yeah, I'm enjoying it,
2: yeah
0: it, just it it's an easy it smoke change. for sure and yeah, that's a good that's a good point about smoking slowly i mean we've talked about that on the podcast mm-hmm. that you know smoking slower it, it changes how much the cigar heats up you know how fast it's burning keeps it cooler i mean it definitely affects the flavor
6: yeah no for question sure. no for sure it's it's this very serviceable cigar mm-hmm. I, I i think um do you think gonna, it's do you think it's worth 21 bucks oh for sure yeah. Um, but for sure, it's worth twenty-one bucks considering what, you know, what we pay for, yeah, other for things. A Cuban and, 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 and given the size, the do, size, I you think, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's a fair price. It's a good deal. I think it's a fair price. So, I, it, it's, it's it, the only question you need to ask yourself in this certain in this size, because I think we all agree that the blend, um, the blend is really good, um. It's consistent with the Illusion blend. I mean, it's very consistent in terms of the flavor profile. It's just a question of, do I want this much of this? Do I want this much of this? As opposed to maybe the Lonsdale.
0: So let me me ask. That actually tees up something I was just going to ask is, how would you compare, and I'm curious to ask this for the entire room, how do you compare this to the Lonsdale experience uh, as far as flavor,
6: I just don't know if I want, I, I'm going to smoke this whole cigar and I'm mm-hmm. going to let it, there's nothing offensive or it's, there's nothing happening here that like is to me that says that's, that's really negative, um, at all. It, it's way more positive than the negative. It's just, do, do I want as much of this for as long as this is? Mm-hmm. If you like this, you will, if you, it's just your appetite. My, you know, so I think in the Lonsdale for me, my appetite for this kind of a flavor profile, like in that size, maybe works a little bit better for me. But for somebody else who wants just that little extra 20 minutes, mm-hmm.
0: or yeah. someone that likes a larger, or likes cigar. A larger, yeah.
6: larger size, ring sage
0: size matters, cigar,
5: size matters, yeah. Mat- yeah
6: you know, so it's like to each his own. What do you
0: guys think about the size?
2: It's fine. I like the so size. It's, it's not yeah. offensive. I'm, I'm
5: not a huge fan of torpedoes in general. No? So I, wow. What? I like I like
0: Robustos. Wow.
5: Really? What is this? Oh, like, like I this love torpedoes. This is like an awakening here. What, like, what, what did they know? call that on the no. Howard
6: Stern show when people had with secrets, like the reveal? It's like, what was that called? Come on, help <laughs> no me out. Junior men, <laughs> help no Junior Mint? No torpedoes? It was like, uh, what the hell did they call that? It was
0: when he went to Sirius and they all had their... reveal. Their, what, their, what, their, yeah, yeah, they revealed their...
6: They're <laughs> deep secrets. They're deep secrets. Yeah.
0: Some of them were pretty wild. But right. This, yeah, is, this that's is what's like,
5: happening. That's what's happening. Yeah, I don't I don't own a lot of torpedoes. That's true. You, know, you
0: like bellicosa? You
4: spoke the BBF.
5: A little bit. I don't have that much. I see. Mm. That's a bellicoso, not a, you know, not, not, know. oh, oh you're, you potato, potato. You're right splitting hairs <laughs> a little bit here, guy. I mean, you got that guy. We
6: got another guy. That's a, that's a, that's a bellicoso. So you mean the, on a torpedo, the taper is straight as opposed to on a bellicoso where it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> this is like, uh, comparing. you know, you went,
5: you went pretty detailed about gin and all of this stuff. So it's the same thing with cigars. Some people prefer Ooh. certain shapes. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of torpedoes. <laughs> okay. But like you're
6: that. a fan of bellicosos.
5: It's okay. I don't have that many bellicosos, but yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's silly. That's
6: yeah. really splitting hairs. I don't
5: have a lot of bellicosas. I don't have a lot of BBFs. I know. To me, they're effectively the same thing. It's like it's like I
6: don't like hermosos, but I like robustos. Right.
0: I don't have a lot of BBFs.
4: No, no, that's fine. That's either.
6: fine. I did just the shape
4: conversation I got thrown off by, but... So Senator, um, I, what about for you with the Illusion versus this? Yeah, I will say so I am realizing that I prefer this in a larger ring gauge. Really? Um mm, I've just had too That surprises issues. me. Yeah, I've just had too many issues with tar with that smaller ring gauge and just a tight draw. This is um, zero issue whatsoever. I mean it's the construction on this has been excellent. Yeah. Um now what Pooba said resonates with me in the sense that this is a long cigar and a large ring gauge and so it is a bit more of this than I necessarily want in a sitting. So my takeaway is I want to try this in, I assume they make a Robusto, where this would be a bit shorter than this, similar ring age, but even a little smaller. And I think that that probably would be right at the size that I would want. Um, But I I very much like this cigar. It's just like Poopa said, it's a bit of a commitment. And the uh, Lonsdale, I just have too many draw issues where I yeah, would it's I a good. It's a
5: good blend.
4: It is. Yeah, the blend is good.
0: And they've been using the same blend with the same proprietary wrapper, which apparently comes from the Oliva factory, since 1999. They it haven't changed it, it since it says, then. I mean, it says a lot. It says a lot.
6: It says a lot. It's a good blend. I mean, it, 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 it's a good, it's a solid smoke. Um, it's just, I think when you're choosing the Vitolo, how much of it do you want? Yeah. But it would be nice to see
5: some other combinations of maybe different blends, to come out with some new new stuff. You know, yeah, it's like Budweiser. I mean, what are they gonna do? <laughs> you,
6: you know what I mean? Or like like a Sam? You know, like when you if you had to drink one Sam Adams, which one are you gonna drink forever? In the Summer Ale. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, I so got the, yeah, answer, that's that analogy, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's like.
0: To answer your question, by the way, on the different sizes in this line, I'll go through them really quick. So there's a Robusto uh, uh, 54 ring gauge by 5 inch. So not a classic Robusto at 50. It's 54 by 5. There's a Corona, which is an interesting size too. 44 ring gauge by 4.3 inches. That could be interesting. But 4.3 inches, that's a short Corona. Yeah. That's real short. There's the Lonsdale that we did called the Illusion. It's 44 ring gauge by 6.5 there's the Corona Gorda, which is 46 by a little under six inches long. That may be nice. There is a classic Robusto, excuse me. So there's two Robustos. There's the Pegasus, which is a 54 by 5, and there's a classic Robusto, uh, 50. which is 50 by 5.5, a, a little longer. Uh there's a Bellicoso, 52 by 5.2 inches. And then there's what they call the Enchantment, which is a perfecto 60 ring gauge, of course, at its well, that's you know, at its center, but you know, it's a perfecto by four point three inches. Uh there's a Churchill 49 ring gauge by seven inches. The torpedo we're smoking tonight, which is fifty-five by six and a half. They have a Toro, which comes in a tubo, 52 by 6. I mean, it just goes on and on. A Presidente, 54 by 7.5, guys. And then Jeez. there's a Gordo uh wrapping it up, 56 by 6. So people clearly like that. I mean they the, sell they, they must they sell, sell a ton, sell a ton a of these ton cigars. Of these. Wow. I mean what was that? <laughs> 10, 12 different Vitolas in the line. Cool. pretty great. P- People like
5: big ring-gauge cigars, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a fact. It but is. But you know
0: what? This 55 for me works because it's a Torpedo. Do you like and this? That's you, hear where that? you hear that, Rooster? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what counters what Rooster said for me. That's why I like a Torpedo is you have a bigger ring-gauge cigar, even in Cuban cigars. You have a bigger ring-gauge cigar, but you're getting the mouthfeel of a Corona or... Or something smaller. Do you like the Lonsdale better than this? I think I like the Lonsdale better than this because I, I don't feel like I've had the tar blast issues that mm. that Senator had as consistently. I'm right there. But with you know you, what? By the way. Maybe yeah. it's because when we did it, I think we did have. So I'm used to cutting these twice. Oh, like very, I'm, yeah. I'm preemptively doing that. You got to so, be
2: cognizant of the ring gauge and just take a little bit more off the top.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, some cigars are more prone to it than others.
2: I've so never I mean, had that experience with the Lonsdale.
4: Yeah, and it's just it's just odd. But I mean, obviously, hearing this now, I, I'm definitely probably going to take more off when I smoke those. But I've just kind of given it a standard cut, not thought about it, and then I'm getting down further, and I'm noticing that there's tar, and it's just it's disappointing. So
5: I mean, going back to like you know, if I don't like too many torpedoes, like if you cut the torpedo that much. It's not really a torpedo. It though. becomes a robusto.
4: It's becomes a robusto. <laughs> yeah, but you're you you do not cut it that much. This is look at the look at the shape here. If I would have went down to here, then it yeah, would be yeah. much wider. Right, this is right. like a perfect it's a little, little bit of a taper. Like, this is unravel. You gotta, like you, like got, you gotta cut it above now. the cap. You know, above yeah. the
0: line or it's gonna start to, you know, open up. Yeah. So it's, pagoda, you said you like you prefer this fatola over the Lonsdale. I haven't had many of those. Mm.
1: I you know, but I, I do like Holding the cigar the way it is in the field. But, you know, I also like Torres And, you know, I, I like a slightly bigger range cigar. B- bigger? Ring rate cigar. Ring gauge. Ring gauge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I think it's, this is one of a 55 proof. <laughs> can bar, I pour uh, bart- a bar, rum or a whiskey? I have no bar, idea. Bar, bartender, close them out. <laughs> yeah, no. I was about to.
0: Can I refresh your drink? <laughs> that,
1: cool. although, all, although, but uh, you know what? With, with the water, it has really improved. It opened up. Yeah. yeah
4: you yeah, poured half true. of the bottle of Poland Spring in yeah? there. <laughs>
1: well i'll say
4: this looking at the color of his glass it does not look like there's a lot of water it's it's got a dark look it's still very dark (laughs) yeah Yeah, you are it's
1: great it's great wow
0: so boys i don't know if we talked about it i might have sent it on the chat but did you guys see that uh someone without license took our man pagoda's name and put it on a cigar did you guys hear about this? Do we get a royalty from this? That's what I wanted to ask Pagoda. Is there a side deal we're not aware of here? You he
2: may be getting checks in the mail that we don't know about.
1: Listen, the contract's on the way.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're talking about the Cigar Dojo. Puts out a, a special cigar every year uh, with an exclusive online sale <laughs> with smoking cigars. They've totally sold out. Wow. Uh, but they put out what's called the Pagoda 2023. <laughs> and in classic Pagoda fashion, it's a Toro, forty-eight ring gauge by six inches. There you go, Cobra Kai never die. Nice. <laughs> Pagoda came out, <laughs> came out in ten count bundles, but when I saw this, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> they took our man's name and put it on a cigar. Well, my next
6: we, nut, we, we got to get you a gi. <laughs> What's we, a, gee? A, a gi? A gi. Gi is a. You know what a, gi is? It's a karate outfit. <laughs> It's a it's it went, a heavy butter that you cook with. <laughs> Clarified yeah, that, butter. That's that's my type of key. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know the karate top and bottom uh, bringing in here. You could do some kata, you know some. So I tried to I tried to
0: get some of those cigars first, by the way, for the novelty of it, but uh, they sold out. So mm. unfortunately, oh. they were up and down. They only sold fifteen hundred cigars, um, but. All Nicaraguan, I think it might have been interesting, but unfortunately. Hmm. What do you want my
1: next uh, line to be called? That's a good question.
0: The pagoda 2024.
6: No. The pagoda. It's gonna
1: be somebody else's name
6: movie.
4: Yeah, the shank. (laughs) I like shank. Shank shank
6: 2024. Wax on, wax off, the paint fence line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Pooba, we mentioned this earlier in the episode. You have to tell this story. You sent us a video of about 20 white-tailed deer walking through your front yard <laughs> with various fruits and vegetables lined up on a retaining wall on your retaining wall and, and, and chocolates probably <laughs> with yeah. Andy's Andy's candies. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
6: Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what is going on here? Well, at the house. Well, my wife's an artist uh, <laughs> and uh, artists love nature, nature lover. And uh, she has a bird feeder um, and it actually Goes outside the window. She watches the birds. The birds come, their seed. And then they actually come up to the window. And you can see it's like a ceramic bird feeder. And <laughs> its, it's pretty. It's actually kind of cool because the birds come up and you're just like sitting eating breakfast and you're looking like a cardinal in the eye. That I don't mind. Um, but uh, she enjoys to to, to watch the the, mo- the mother rabbit and the baby rabbit um, and the, and the mother deer and then the baby deer uh that come by and uh so she puts out lettuce and you know she'll she'll make like a caesar salad wow and then she'll take so like whatever's left over from your lunch from it puts the thing, out there. yeah and or, or she'll chop some carrots no whatever's left from Honey,
2: your lunch is outside, lunch
4: is outside. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hurry
6: up the deer are eating it it's <laughs> it. on the retaining wall and uh And then she says she lines up, you know, like lettuce pieces, carrots, and various other vegetables, uh, remnants, and uh, like that you would use for compost or something. And she lines them up on this retaining wall, and then she sits outside and watches. You know, she's like, she'd be like, I'll be sitting there with her. She'd be like, Come on. She'd be like, Come on, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come, come, come. She'd just be like. She's like the mother, the the one with the the hurt leg. You know the one I'm talking about, you know. And I'd be like, yes, I do. The one with the leg. I mean, this, there's there's <laughs> there's this one deer that has a leg that's been injured for like, like years. I,
4: I heard that deer had an accident in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the rooster compound. Yeah. Attempted yeah. choking. Yeah. Ro- ro- rooster took
6: a took a mini bat from the <laughs> not, Yankee game. Not to a deer. To a deer's <laughs> leg. But anyway, and that's what she does. Is She sits out and she watches these deer. So I'm out there and I see that this is a copious amount of bait that she's put out. And I'm just saying to myself, you know, and they're eating- they're destroying shit all over my property um without the bait you know what i mean and now the bait yeah they don't need in. the bait the, they don't need the bait did no. you see them going crazy in that little video they're like running it's like a herd you know they're like, and they're just they're freaking i got bucks those baby bambies with the spots on them i don't know you you know and then there's the bunnies she really likes the bunnies and then the bunnies come and then the baby bunnies there's a groundhog <laughs> you know so there's the groundhog then that, that comes. So how much is admission and then the, price and there's to foxes Puba Zoo. right so there's a fox uh and a fox with babies there's a there's a uh a, a groundhog um but the raccoons are the raccoons i got rid of um of course you can never get rid of all raccoons they're just they they roam they're uh, uh but the raccoons i did uh I did call Horizon Pest Control horizonpestcontrol.com I highly <laughs> endorse them if you live in northern New Jersey horizonpestcontrol.com uh, they'll come out <laughs> they'll come out they'll come out and trap trap them so we got the raccoons off the property but she likes to watch these animals so here's mean, my what am I, qu- I supposed to can say? Can I just ask,
5: ask a question?
0: Uh, what am I going to put my foot down? Is she vegetarian?
5: Is that what you're going to ask? No, I mean, no.
0: If, you're, if the raccoons are a problem, why are you putting bait
6: out there? They're clearly going to come for it. <laughs> well, that's but when are Are baby- you asking me to like like engage in a in, in like a productive dialogue around this issue <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 with my wife? I mean, like, <laughs> this is the, this is the battle that I'm going to pick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no you're not
6: i mean you know <laughs> no
3: <laughs> these
6: are creatures that like like that just live in the property anyway i figure you know they're already destroying things i mean they're so prolific these deer there's so many of them there's uh, there's a whole trail that goes through the the whole neighborhood the entire neighborhood is there's it's nothing you can worse. Do, do about yeah, it. There's a lot of white. I mean, deer. there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. I we know, need to
4: start killing them. I'm sorry. I don't yeah.
6: disagree. I mean, I think that they're a, well, they're dang, Well, they're dangerous on a number of levels. One, uh, Lyme's disease. Lyme disease is not a joke. Uh, two, uh, they accidents. destroy property. Yeah. And three, car accidents. I mean, you know, in my opinion, um, I mean, I know over in Saddle River, they actually opened up a couple of times they said if you have like you know a bow um there were so many i mean they were hitting it got to a point where they were running and like the police officers were hitting so many deer and it was damaging like cop cars that's no. crazy man. that like they were like it, they were like we got to you know do something they were like well if you have an, an they would open it up and i mean there were protests and things like that but it was like they were like if you see a deer in your backyard and you want to you know, whatever, take it down during deer season with a bow.
4: I can't take down down a tree in my yard without my town approving it, let alone take a bow and (laughs) arrow to a deer. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: I mean. uh, I would love to see, by the way, Senator in his boat shoes.
2: With an axe.
6: with a, well, with a no, bow. Yeah, no. I, in
4: high school, I had to do archery. I I, I could be dangerous. Yeah, bow I, mean, now. I could see him. Yeah, like, went he went to like go, Richwood Bow Academy.
6: Exactly. <laughs> I, I, where is that?
5: <laughs> what? I could picture him like school in Richwood. like Mr.
6: Joshua from Lethal Weapon with a crossbow <laughs> and like a and like and you know and like a and, and like a scope and just <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then you gotta. You know, you kill you kill a deer. I mean, there's a lot of work to do if you if you kill a deer. You know, if you to do it legally, you got to really.
4: Have you ever seen deer vomit? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's like toxic waste. Yes, it's like bright color. We opened toxic waste. (laughs) It doesn't smell actually, really, but it, it just looks so bizarre. So I've solved for my deer problem with deer spray. About once a month, I just take this little canister thing and just spray like all the plants and shrubs on the perimeter of the property, and it works. And it's totally changed their patterns. But every now and then, some dumb deer decides to cross the barrier and start chomping away on something. And the very next morning, I come out, and it's it's just like n- neon green or neon or oh, like orange, like bright orange vomit right next to like one of the shrubs, and then they don't come back. Man, so we it are does covering work. it
0: all on this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, we yeah. have food poisoning. <laughs> deer vomit oh, we've yeah. really covered the whole gamut what's, what's the product what do you what do you, what do you um use? i forget
4: something on amazon is it peppermint no that stuff? doesn't work that doesn't work <laughs> it's gonna be um, minted chocolate minted. I, I think a lot of mint of course it was mint <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> just put some peppermint patties in you know
1: kramer yeah. just <laughs> had a heart attack because he
6: loves
4: <laughs> juniaments like i think it's like the and of them eating like a pepper spray or cayenne or something the stuff right. smells awful that you spray. It's like fox, fox urine. No, it's uh, it's just called uh, liquid fence, deer and rabbit repellent. F- and um, it smells awful for like a few hours and then the smell kind of clears. But it really does work. I mean, I'm not kidding. They do not mess with my yard anymore. If you look at my back lawn, you remember I went I went off on this because back lawn, beautifully green, and the deer urine just kills the grass right away. The entirety of my back lawn was basically shot Everything's green right now. It's like big yeah. yellow spots. Huge, Huge yellow spots.
6: Everybody's yeah. lawn looks like Augusta right now. It does. Because of because of all the rain. Yeah. It's been the greatest year for lawns in the history of, of rain and lawns. It's just unbelievable the yeah. amount of water. and I like it.
1: And I was going to give credit to my landscaper. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. No, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's mother nature. Speaking of landscaping, uh, I don't know if your towns are doing this. My town is trying to ban gas leaf blowers. Yes, And I got a letter from my landscaper Mm -hmm. trying to get people to oppose it. They said that they'd have to spend $80,000 to try to comply with this. And they're going to pass it on, obviously, to the customer. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I mean, sure, I have personally an electric leaf blower. That's because I don't blow most of my stuff. I have (laughs) landscapers. It's just if I need to clean up the deck or something, you know, I just take it out. It's so much easier to do that. But landscape? How the hell are they going to blow all these properties with these batteries? I mean, I can barely blow my deck and like the front of my house with a leaf blower without having to recharge it. Um,
6: I don't. You know, I I I see both sides of the issue because I can't tell you how many Saturdays, uh, and I'm on a two acre lot. You know, and I'm on and and I can't tell you how many Saturdays I've sat out and just here and it's all fucking day with machines i mean and it starts in the morning and it doesn't end <laughs> until until, night, yeah. until until it gets dark out it's constant yep. and they're super loud uh you know so
0: wait is it a, let me ask a question is it a it's a noise it's thing. a noise thing or yeah. is it an environmental
6: no thing? it's a noise it's thing. both but primarily noise oh okay The noise, I mean, the level of machines that go off, I mean, you can't even, like, let's say you were to have a party on a Saturday, and you're like, I'd like to hire, like, a band, (laughs) whatever it is, a rock band, a jazz band, a fucking quartet, a fucking acoustic guy, fucking singing Jimmy Buffett, whatever it is, your whole, or have people over... Your whole fucking day is is completely ruined by landscapers. You have That's to true. do it on a Sunday. I'm not lying. So I can't tell you how many times I've sat around. I've been like, oh, my God. I can't even have a fucking. I'm going to sit down. I just want to relax. And it's like for fucking hours on end.
4: All right. So Poop in support of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in support don't tell of it. No,
6: I'm not in support of it because I don't. I fucking hate regulation and the government telling businesses what to do and making them spend all this money and um no so i mean i'm not saying that it's like i can live with landscaping noise like i like i'm okay but is it
4: annoying sure i just think maybe they should adjust like the hours or something that they can use it like i couldn't believe when i was driving here to record this podcast some guy it's the evening right it is not when you should be doing anything loud some guys mowing his lawn at like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. The kids are going to sleep. Well, actually, like, what are you you're doing?
6: not supposed to do that. Like, there's are laws about there, there are there are laws about when they need to like professional landscapers need to stop. Now you can't stop, some, but they through, never some, follow
4: it because there's also a law as far as when it's supposed to start, so that's not too early. That's like, true, no right. one on a Saturday true. when like some people without little. So kids So they like should me not allow
5: in. on the weekends. They should just do it on the weekdays. Yeah. yeah
6: but no. I guess but you're taking now capacity. You know, I mean, yeah. he's not I, wrong. I, I, you know, I feel for the service provider because that's a hard business. You know, I have friends in the landscaping business and it's it's a hard business. It's not, you know, it's not it's a tough business. Uh sure. it, it, like any business and I just think that like now to force them to go to I think there's certain maybe there's certain machines like the weed whackers and the leaf blowers are so loud. It's actually a different sound that's more grating than like a lawnmower. It's true. Y- y- yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's well, like, it, it's the it's just
0: such a higher pitch. It, the frequency is so much higher. A chainsaw's it just grates are on worse. your ears. Chainsaws are worse. Yeah, it's the small motors. The smaller the engine is, the higher the pitch, you know?
4: Sounds like senator's bills going up. I don't want it to pass. One, I don't need to pay any more than I already do for landscaping. Exactly. And two, I'm just like I have an electric leaf blower. It's not nearly as effective as a real powerful gas leaf blower. It works for me because I'm not doing the heavy work like those guys are. I'm just, you know, making the deck look nice. If I'm going to have company, there's not leaves and crap everywhere. I just don't know how they're supposed to do that well, job with electric. It's well, just the,
6: not possible. The, there, there would no, they would make commercial versions of these things. But they don't
4: so. exist right now. That's the problem. in In the letter I got from my landscaper, they were saying the technology's not yet there for these commercial grade um electric ones ones, for it to be as effective it's going to take them so much longer to try to get these jobs done that's
6: correct yeah i can't imagine that's true because you know the leaf blow during the fall cleanups in the northeast here i mean can you imagine the fall cleanup i mean what they got to do on my fucking fucking lawn Mm -hmm. is, is ridiculous i mean you've got guys with tarps I mean it's insanity. I mean, it's total and totally insane. You can't move that many leaves. Plus, once it gets wet, you know, they still gotta clean like so. Let's say you have a rainy fall season. Good luck getting wet leaves out there. Good luck getting, you know, moving leaves that are like a little bit damp. They still gotta move the leaves. They gotta get them to the street. Yep, you know, for the for the municipality to pick them up. So how the hell are they going to do that with a battery? So I don't think that can really actually is even possible,
4: to your point. I don't know what's going on in California, but I'm sure they have to rake the leaves there. I'm sure (laughs) electric's not even allowed. (laughs) Yeah, you need 19
6: people to rake a fucking (laughs) 120 by 120 front lawn. You know what I'm
0: saying? So, boys, I I have a listener question I wanted to pose to you guys because I've actually had a few listeners ask a similar question, and it's come up a few times, so I wanted to pose it to the group. So uh, Lizard Seagull writes, uh, hey, guys, I'm catching up on older, older episodes. I listened to them back and forward. Uh, finished 43 and 44 today. We really love Shelley's back room. Shout out, Senator. Every time we're in D.C., it's a must stop. That's the, uh, the lounge, pretty much the only lounge in D.C., right, <clears throat> where you could smoke. That's right. uh, That Senator endorses emphatically. Uh, he says, it's ironic in the middle of madness, in parentheses, Congress, one can have a nice dinner. And then a cigar, and then he goes on to
4: ask. And great hours there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like Landscaping on a, hours. on a weeknight, they close at two a.m. <laughs> on a weeknight. That's, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So he
0: wanted to ask. He said, "I'd be interested in a survey. How many sticks do the Lounge Lizard podcast guys uh, enjoy? You know, a week or a month?" Oh. And he wanted to also <laughs> post that uh, pose that to listeners. And what's interesting is when I got thinking about that, it's like. My habits certainly change seasonally and with work and whatnot, but I'm curious for you guys, what do you think the average amount of cigars you're smoking in a given week is? And I'll also, I want to pose that to the listeners as well. We'll put this up in the Instagram, but you know, I'm curious, uh, how many cigars a week are you smoking?
5: 15 to 20 a week. I agree.
1: 15 to 20.
5: Two a day on the weekends, it's about three.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: About that. I I think every time we sit down, we smoke three
0: or four. Yeah. We do. When I smoke at home by myself, I usually only smoke two, mm-hmm. and I probably do that three nights a week, and then when we get together, we pod you know we'll do four or five in a podcast night, and then you know when we're together, otherwise it's three or four usually. So I'm probably in the ten to fifteen range um If we don't podcast or we're not together it's it's certainly probably closer to six to eight a week. Mm-hmm. um but that's for me. What
2: I'm about you guys? I'm averaging about eight to ten a week, okay. unless we're sitting. Where we can do five at one sitting and one evening, easy.
0: Yeah, because we'll
4: record record the podcast and then we'll That's go to the two, lounge and
2: have a couple more, two or three, depending. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. What about you, Senator? It's been weird. I I think it's a number of factors, but my consumption of cigars has actually decreased a bit, probably in the last six months. Um, safely ten to fifteen. Where before, I mean, easily fifteen to twenty, like Rooster said, sometimes even more than that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I it's honestly it's like sad as I think. I wish it was more, but reliably ten to fifteen.
5: You're not smoking that much at home now because of the child. That's that's you know. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And yeah. the
4: other thing is, like, I think when he was first born, he napped so much, <laughs> it was so easy to just keep slipping out in the he afternoon to have a cigar. It's like yeah. now, I mean. I get, if I'm lucky, two hours on a Saturday that I'm free, that he's actually napping either an hour in the morning, hour late afternoon, or like one long two hour nap. And that's it. He's up and you know, he wants to play. So it's just harder to find that time. Yeah. I mean, what about I'm, you, Puba? I, I, I'm
6: in an office every day, you know, so, uh, you know, I used to, um, I used to, during, you know, d- during COVID I could take my computer or something like that and and work and you know sneak a smoke in during the day um and work at the same time that's not possible hasn't been possible for a long time so i'd probably say depending on the weather and everything like that i would probably i probably have during the week like three and then i'll have you know like i'll have maybe one every other night um Because some nights I'm just, it's not, I don't have the time. I have, you know, I'm too tired, whatever it is. But on the weekends, I'll generally have like two a day. Like on Saturday and Sunday, I'll have two or three in a day. It just depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm, it's just variable. If I'm in Florida, I'll smoke more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm by myself and i have the patio i mean i'll i'm definitely smoking a, like at least two cigars you know a night probably um when i'm down there one at a minimum you know when i get back from the office i'll have one but sometimes one's enough depending on the size so i mean it really just depends um but on weekends sometimes i'm sometimes i'm playing golf and sometimes when i play golf if i'm if i play golf i don't like a lot of people like to smoke a cigar when they play golf i don't really like to do it because it's like I'm focused on the round of golf and I'm not, I don't really feel like actually handling a cigar. It's like not my thing. I generally don't do that. Um, or if I'm shooting clays or something like that, I'm not smoking I, um, but with it, my kids. You know, it's like. To it's, your
0: point though, I to me, like cigar smoking, I can't like casually do it. Like I can't just do it in addition to something else, like maybe working or something that's quiet. If I'm in the car, maybe with someone like fine, but. For me, like to your point, I don't see if I was a golfer or fishing or some other sort of hobby. I'm with lighting you. up a cigar. I just don't think I could do yeah, it. I'm with you there. Because like I want to focus thing. on yeah. what I'm doing. You I'm know?
6: Focus on what I'm doing. And that's I think that's a big point of it. Like and sometimes I'm just too distracted to be able to focus and enjoy.
4: I was just gonna say, when Gizmo said I I can't see doing it uh for some of these kind of ho- during some of these hobbies, I will say fishing and smoking cigars is really great. Oh, really I've never done because that. fishing is so quiet and relaxed there's nothing loud or distracting about fishing so i just love the idea and also most of the time you fish you don't catch anything so it's like the idea of just like sitting there you have a line cast you're just enjoying a cigar that for me if you're not if you're having a day where you're not actually catching much at all it just you feel like you've lost nothing you're you're like getting to sit there and appreciate the cigar while still attempting to you know enjoy fishing so (laughs) i think it works really well for that i can see for golf like you're a good golfer and you just really, you know, you want to play a good round. You're not able to, you don't want to be distracted by a cigar and touching it up and all this. It's just not, I totally get that. For me as someone who doesn't golf very much, like if I go to the range, which hasn't happened in a long time, but when I used to do it, I love the idea of having a cigar, but that's because like, I'm not a good golfer and I'm just there to have fun. So like, I'm not in the same zone as like when you're playing around at golf. Sure. So it's kind of different time, to Yeah.
2: Place. No, I look forward to getting a batch of work done and then going outside and having a cigar. I look forward to that. So I kind of set that goal for the day.
0: Yeah, you like work to have a cigar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. but like I played a round of golf today. I smoked four, two in the front oh. nine, two in the back oh. nine. Nice. Wizard, I love it. Very nice. Very wizard-like. Very <laughs> no, but it's not that. Awesome. You know what's really funny is that a lot of the guys over there today were smoking cigars, hmm. meaning different quality cigars, but that's not the point. The point is they're indulging, right? It's you're grabbing beer, it's like we started a round of Golf at ten. Some people don't start drinking alcohol till twelve PM, but the guys today, we all there's, a, there's beers at a big 10. difference. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but you know, There's we two were, hours. No, but it's like I I was having beers and cigars this morning. I had a coffee at six AM. I think I think yeah, sent a before. picture. Yeah, I sent a picture this morning at ten. Yeah. 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 So it depends. Yeah, but you know, the way I look at it is that I will smoke four to five nights a week. I think. Uh, you know, the week's average, sometimes even six and seven, right? But if you're doing two to three cigars every time you're sitting down, I think 12 to 18 may be the right, uh, the right range number. for me.
0: So the other thing that, that plays into this too that I found interesting, and it, it goes to what Puba was saying about the change from COVID to now. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us, maybe aside from Rooster, I don't know if your habit has changed very much, you know, during COVID or after, but... For me, certainly during COVID, I was smoking way more cigars. I, you know, way more, as well. agreed. Yeah. I e- think even Rooster
4: was. was. You know,
0: Yeah, so. probably. But
5: I, I, I usually never smoke like two back-to-back. Yeah, you always wait. Yeah, I know, smoke. but I just
4: remember during COVID, several nights with Rooster, and Rooster's like, I can't believe this. I've had like four cigars today. He was just like shocked. And I was like, that's what we do every day.
0: Yeah, it's the company. <laughs> so the reason why I, I mentioned that is um, I saw this in Cigar Aficionado. The Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which is one of the largest in the world, they own General Cigar, which, you know, they obviously have companies like Cohiba, you know, Red Dot Cohiba, uh, CAO, Macanudo, Punch, they own Cigar International, they're a huge retailer. They announced that they, they reported a 2.3% drop in sales and a 5.5% drop in profit in the second quarter of 2023. So it seems, and and this is following, I don't know if you remember, we did this, we mentioned this on the podcast, the first quarter uh, cigar imports and sales were down oh. also from last year. Uh, right, right, right. You know, so yeah. you're seeing, is it a correction? Mm. Is it a, an adjustment to price or you mentioned earlier inflation, like you know, is this just people are smoking less? Is it the prices have gone up? I, I think what what m- is it? I
6: think multiple I, factors. I, I think it's multiple that. factors. I remember I bought a. Uh, I would sit out in like, like thirty five degree weather in a in my gazebo with the curtains and a propane heater, <laughs> and sit on my deck and and smoke a cigar. Like during COVID, like you're going crazy. Yeah. Like like it was like there's no. Social interaction. There's nothing going on, and it was just, it was weird. It was like you, different. You were
4: in the uh, the the Cuban cigar YouTube vortex in those <laughs> days. <laughs> That's right.
6: And and I, and I would sit out there and 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 just smoke and smoke. But but I think that I, I, you know you go out. So now it's like, well, okay, you know, outside of this group, like I'll go out to a dinner. Well, if I'm going to, sometimes I go out to dinner, you know, I go out to dinner a couple times a week. Yeah. You know, uh, if I go out to, di- I come home, I go out to dinner, like I'm, it's 10 o'clock. I'm you're tired. Done. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm not going to retire to my deck at this point in my life and sit there for an hour and have a cigar. It's just not going to do it. But like during COVID, like it was like you're on your cell phone. You know, I'm listening to music. You're calling people. You're like, whatever. Trying to mean, it was just weird, right? You know, yeah. people are out. They're going to concerts. You're going to. You're doing things. You're out. Everything was so closed. Cigars. T- were, for, that's where we. I mean, we. That's really where we met. Yeah, that's I where mean, we started. I, I joined the original lounge. Quite honestly, because I was like, the, I probably never would have joined a cigar lounge uh i was like i need a place to go this place is open when nothing was open i need to go someplace and get out of my house and have one a cocktail and two a cigar and i'm like there's no place to actually go like bars weren't open Mm -hmm. however the cigar lounge was was yeah and so it was like okay you're open you mean you're telling me i can come here like any time and have a cocktail and have a cigar and before t- Before 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I took it, took it. Hey, you know, you it worked. I was get. like, I'll take it. Yeah. And I think we were all spending a lot of time there because by default-
5: Yeah, it was the only thing to do. Yeah, nothing else. But yeah. you really have to look at the numbers pre-COVID compared to now. Sure. Not during COVID. Yeah, not during COVID. Yeah. Know, because yeah. a lot of people- had a lot of ample time, and they were smoking a lot more. So, if you compare the numbers pre-COVID and now, they're probably about the same.
0: Yeah, it's probably very true. well. Could probably, be, yeah. yeah, probably. You know, I will say this is this is a controversial statement, but in some ways, and I told someone this the other day, I kind of miss some of the quiet of COVID. I miss that. Oh, I agree. I, I miss that freedom. To, you know, I was still getting work done. In some ways, I almost felt more productive because it was the rat race was turned off. Mm. You know, it, it's like I kind of miss. How that felt?
6: You like the police tape up around your house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I that's I miss, what it was. But a I yellow miss... tape around your home. I mean, it's like
0: <laughs> red letter yeah, on your door. Yeah, yeah It's like but a murder you, scene. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I,
4: I honestly, I agree. There, there's a lot of me. I just uh, the whole world. Obviously, COVID sucked in so many ways. So I, I'm taking nothing away from that. But there's always these silver linings in these bad situations. And the one huge silver lining of COVID for me was the whole world slowed down and I was able to just have more time to connect with, you know, friends I hadn't even talked to in a long time that like when the life in the world is so busy, you don't, you know, Puba talks about like sitting on his deck and like calling someone that maybe you haven't caught up with in a long time. Like now that happens for me, like at best once a month. You know during covid it was like every day i felt like i was talking to someone i hadn't typically gotten a chance to like catch up with in depth and um i did enjoy that honestly like it just not having to travel as much being able to just take meetings all from home basically i mean it was just so much easier
6: yeah, <sighs> yeah. i'm split on that a little
4: now, I'm not saying I want COVID again to have that, but I wish that there was a way to have that part of it a without COVID, like yeah. now. Well, mm.
6: Yeah. I, I, so, um, I mean, I could do a lot with this. I, I, I won't go crazy on it, but I'll just <laughs> I'll give you my point of view and people can react. Uh, I think the work from home thing is complete horseshit and bullshit. I think if you can go out to a restaurant, I think that if you can – if you can go to a concert, if you can go, you can show up to the office and, and and work with other people and and do a job. Well,
0: so let me let me say this. My point of saying I miss COVID a little bit is simply tied to how much free time I had. My work didn't really change. I'm obviously yeah, I have my own thing, but like work didn't change that so much. But it was the other stuff that those other requirements that come into your life that kind of evaporated for a couple of years. Yeah, they did it. Like what? Like,
2: Gatherings.
0: Weddings. I don't want to go. I'm done with weddings. Okay. I don't want to go to weddings. Uh I I, like uh, social gatherings, dinners where you don't really want to go, but you say yes, because you feel bad. There's a guilt component. Those (laughs) kind of things. Like I just really loved my free time. And because of that, I developed really this thing of ours. You know, this thing developed in me where it's like, this was, this became because of that, like a really important part of my life sitting down for extended periods of time with people and enjoying cigars with now my closest friends
4: in the world. I'll just say quickly, I don't disagree with a single thing Puba said from a workplace perspective. I'm on exactly the same page. When I say I miss that element that Gizmo's describing during COVID, for me, it's like if in this utopia, I would be able to have that free time and People right. would somehow be able to be productive, getting their work done wherever it's happening. But like in reality, yes, I'm a hundred percent in agreement. Like, yes, again, I know in my business, like productivity has suffered tremendously without people being in the office uh, as much as they were before COVID. All that's a total problem. So for me, just in this idealistic world, if I could. Have it my way, and, and business would actually function at the exact same level. It would be great to have more of that free time and sure. ability to connect. But practically speaking, yes, it's yeah. not sustainable. It's Absolutely. Right.
6: Yeah, that's it, the yeah.
4: piece of it I missed. And that's the only piece. That's what I'm
6: saying. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Agree oh, well, yeah, I think everybody was kind of like, oh, well, this is kind of cool for a second. Uh, but then there's this hangover from it. Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, which I'm not bullish on. Um, this whole thing where people, you know, because you know what's going on, yeah, you know what's going on. I mean, pe- you know, yeah, it's people taking advantage, it's, it's yeah. bullshit, yeah. All right, boys. So, we're coming to the end of our evening.
0: Uh, any final thoughts before we do our ratings on the rye whiskey and the cigar tonight?
5: Let's no thoughts ahead. at all. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's called a, so, so, so Pagoda clearly. He's gone to the Mind Eraser stage. Where it's like this, Remember that cocktail called the Mind Eraser? It's like, yeah. it, it was like vodka, Kahlua. Uh, it was like, kind of like a white Russian. That sounds disgusting. Kind of what this is. And then you drink it through a straw. It's called the Mind Eraser. <laughs> mind is like that, It's
0: like that thing in Men in Black where they erase yes. your memory. Yeah. Yes,
6: exactly. Yeah.
0: All right, boys, you're ready to do the formal liquor rating on The Senator Barrel Proof Straight Rye Whiskey. Sure. There's and gonna man, be a loss. You're up,
4: by the way, right after this.
0: <laughs> you and Pagoda, you guys could do a,
6: a joint suit <laughs> litigation.
2: Uh I think I'm at a six on this thing. Um, you know, first off it was for me it had a lot of burn, but eventually I kind of mellowed out for me. But you know, flavor was okay. I would never drink this again. For me. It's six.
0: Okay. Pagoda.
1: A five. I, I do think that I really enjoyed it. Not really. I enjoyed it mm-hmm. a lot more after Oh, uh, the water! You know, after pouring some, he enjoyed the water. Some Poland Spring. <laughs> that
5: Poland
4: Spring is really good.
1: I'll
5: tell you, it was yeah. A nine for the Poland Springs,
4: <laughs> Senator. Um, I think I'm also at a six. It was harsh. It it definitely mellowed out with some ice, but the disappointment for me is the flavor that you're getting from it. There, there's not much there. I mean, it's supposed to be a riot. Should be more flavorful and. It's just very yeah. kind of monotone and boring. I wouldn't drink it again. Yeah. So if I was, you know, there was absolutely nothing left to drink. Can you stomach it? Sure. It, it was, you know, we all, I think, took several sips of it, but I would never pursue it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't think any one of us would go and buy this. I don't think so.
6: No. puma yeah, I mean, it's like a six. It's not that good.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a six for me too, boys. All right. The formal liquor rating is a 5.8. Which I think is a perfect score for this. Yes, it is. This is a 58 all day.
2: And this tequila, what is this tequila? About
0: two? One? <laughs> oh, the rum? The Haitian minus, rum? Minus one. A zero. Minus one. That's a minus two, yeah.
6: Zero <laughs> point zero.
0: <laughs> all right, boys. Let's do the formal lizard rating on the Ashton VSG and Torpedo. Rooster, you're up.
5: So I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, the first third, for me, it started out like a nine. I mean, I was like, this is this is a great cigar. But the second half, it kind of—I don't know—it's—it's a—it's an eight. Um, it, I enjoy. I really enjoyed the beginning of the cigar, than the second half of that. So,
6: yeah, good cigar. It's an eight. It's an eight for me. I thought that the I—I like the blend. Um, it's a little too much of what it is in this in this vitola, for me. Like it's just too much of that for too long where i think to what senator said before like in a robusto i'd like it more in a lonsdale i like it i think i like it a little bit better um minus performance issues which i haven't experienced with the lonsdale um but again i've probably only smoked 10 of the lonsdales in my life so it's not like i've smoked a ton of the lonsdales um so a good cigar, it's a solid eight for me. I like it. I think it's a nice smoke. And I'd recommend it. It's very it's approachable. It's rich. It's good. It's available and it's accessible. And you know, it's priced pretty fair. So it's an eight for me.
0: Yeah, it's also an eight for me. I think it's one step down uh from the experience of the illusion, the Lonsdale for me. Um yeah, so it's an eight for sure.
4: Senator. Uh this is easy. I'm I'm also with you guys. I'm at an eight. I think um the first two thirds. I actually really liked it was the last third. I don't know if it was a function of just kind of as Puba has said, like the size of this cigar, I just maybe got a little bored with the final third, or maybe it got slightly muddled a little bit down the stretch, but very good cigar. If this were just a little bit shorter, like it could have earned a nine for me. Um, And the one thing I will give this a lot of credit for the construction on this cigar is flawless. I say that I I forgot to note it, but I was at a point with my ash at least two inches, if not close to three inches, just perfect burn, zero issues whatsoever. So that was a huge merit. Um, but I would love to try this in robusto because I think that would probably be like what could get this to a nine for me.
5: Yeah, yeah. Even even the forty. That's a forty six ring gauge, I think. I think so. Yeah, forty four yeah, or forty six. That
4: would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pagoda.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to rate it as an eight as well. I, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of trying to, you know, categorize them with a certain cigars. I, you know, I think I would mentioned in the beginning of, of the episode that I would categorize it more in like an aging room. And they're like, all these cigars are very, very good. They're, they're great, actually, for the price point. Um, Maybe the aging room is a lot cheaper. Um. It it didn't go out and say, hey, listen, this is fantastic where I need to go and buy it. This is what I really want. But yeah, meaning if it's a cigar, if I'm in a store, I'll definitely easily pick one. Or if I have to suggest it to somebody, I'll do it. Uh, but I, I'd categorize it in Asian you know, uh, like La Historia, the, including the senator, you know, which I don't particularly go and buy all the time, right? But I'll have a few and I'll smoke them once in a while and enjoy them. And that's really... Yeah, that's a great very, cigar. Very, yeah.
2: Bam. I'm at an eight as well. I think it's, it's got a lot of merit. The The first two thirds, as Senator said, were very good, but it definitely faded out at the end. But the smoke output was fantastic. It is, really is a beautifully made cigar, and the ash is bright white. I think it earned an eight.
0: Yeah. Overall. And that's the former Lizard Reading Boys, yeah. a flat 8.0. Yeah, it's good. Which I think, you know, the Lonsdale, the illusion we mentioned was an 8.8. I think this is just a step down from that. I agree. I think agree. the first half of this... For me, if it continued that first half, if it built on that in the second, as opposed to, you know, drop a little bit. Yeah. I very well could have seen myself, so- you know, I, I well, could have seen myself giving this. And that nine, goes
2: but. to the someone mentioned if it was shorter, it you probably would have gotten that performance out of that shorter Robusto. Yeah. But, it, but you know what if it really comes to, and does it come in a robusto? Yeah, yeah, comes, yeah that's two what Robustos. I want to try next. Yeah, we should try that. Yeah.
1: You know, somebody mentioned the Pledge of Allegiance earlier and the complexity with the citrus and the thing, which continued a bit further along. I think it was rated a bit higher. Yeah, that know,
4: cigar rated really well.
1: Right? Yeah. So I I think, uh, you know, if you, if you will think about it from that perspective, it's a very fair rating.
4: That's a great point by Pagoda, because when you think of that Pledge of Allegiance, the kind of balance between citrus and cocoa and coffee and all those notes, it stayed all the way through. Yes, where this didn't. That's why that cigar scored so high. Right. And I think all of us, whether it was the final third or even half of it, we lost some of that. And I mm-hmm. think that's what still made it a very enjoyable smoke. That's why all of us gave it an 8. But it it didn't reach kind of that top-notch mm-hmm. score of a 9 or a 10 because of yep. that. 8 is still an excellent score. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely recommend. recommend. Oh, yeah. I think for
0: the value, for the size, I think anybody could, like Puba said, anybody can enjoy this. And, and like Pagoda said, I would refer this cigar to anyone who's in a humidor yeah. calling me saying, what what, what can I buy? And this cigar is there. This is one that you absolutely anybody would enjoy. Yeah, it's,
2: it's definitely a chimney cigar. If you want to sit back and get lost in a cloud of smoke, this is a great candidate for that. Absolutely. No doubt about it.
0: Absolutely. All right, boys, a great night. So the Senator Barrel Proof Straight Rye Whiskey out of Kentucky got a 5.8. And the Ashton VSG in Torpedo got a flat 8.0. An excellent night. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at LoungeLizardsPod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.